The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The sweet sound of victory, not only for the Clippers, but the Chicago Bulls. Yikes. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The Los Angeles Clippers, who many people were writing off as dead in these parts, judging by the reaction I'm getting from the the peanut gallery there, uh, rose up. Now, we're not going to spend too much time on the Clipper Jazz game right now. It's on my list, but... Full disclosure here, uh, while you're hearing the show live, chances are, uh, in Los Angeles on our big affiliate in L.A., we're covered up right now by Dodger Postgame. So rather than waste a great Maller monologue on the Clipper Jazz game and go all in on that, I will merely tell you that I am not surprised that the Clippers beat the Utah Jazz the way they did it, leading from beginning to end and coming out with the kind of energy that will propel them past the Utah Jazz. The Jazz aren't as good as the Clippers. Uh, They're not, and the Clippers are going to win this series, and they've evened up the Western Conference first-round matchup. And I'm I'm happy that the Jazz fans got to think they were going to win the series after game one, or it gave them the false 
sense of, of hope. But the reality is the Clippers are just a better team, and they're going to win this series. Now, I, I would like to key in on what happened in Boston, the early game. Now, Toronto and Milwaukee was also early, and the Raptors won that game. But that's not a great talker in these parts. The Celtic-Bulls game is because the eighth seed in the NBA's Eastern Conference is now up 2-0 over the Boston Celtics, the number one seed. Chicago outplaying Boston in that game from the beginning until the end of the game, and it was a balanced effort here for the Bulls. Now, Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade each with 22 points to lead the way. You saw the game, right? It was balanced attack, an ensemble effort. They were The Bulls were coming at you in waves. And the story, though, everyone's yapping about and buzzing about is Rondo. Rondo, 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 Rondo. It's all about Rondo. The trash-talking, in-your-face, lazy-at-times point guard who filled up the stat sheet in a large way. He was the breakout star, Rajon Rondo, in Game 2 of that particular series. And the former Boston Celtic enjoying the booze and enjoying the fact that the Celtics were out of sorts for a good portion of the early part of that game. In fact, you never really got the feeling that the Boston Celtics were all in in this game. And so Rondo leading the way, helping to facilitate the offense for the Chicago Bulls, and he was one stinking rebound away from a triple-double, which means some people think he probably should have won the playoff MVP if he gets a triple-double. The Westbrook uh, clan will say that anybody gets a triple-double is amazing and should get an MVP and all this. But but anyway, here's the deal. Uh, clearly, the, Rondo was locked in. He's playing at a high level. That's kind of obvious, basic basketball 101. The question that needs to be asked here, who is the real Rajon Rondo. Who is it? Who's the guy? And the answer to that is it's complicated. It is a complicated answer. And the reason it's complicated is because following his career, going back to his days with the Celtics, Rajon Rondo suffers from the basketball version of multiple personality disorder. Right? As a basketball player, he has had this illness for a good amount of time. And to start with, Rondo, the type of performance that he had in this game is the kind of performance that Rondo could have just about every single time out. Of course, it does not work out like that. More times than not, you don't get that vintage performance by the former Celtic, former Maverick, former Sacramento King. And that is the conundrum in Rondo. And there's a, a sentiment around the NBA uh, that there's been different ways to describe how Rondo shows up because he has big games like this often, just not all the time and not often enough. And the, the term that many have come up with, and you probably heard this if you pay close attention to the NBA, is playoff Rondo or national TV Rondo. I've heard that. One of these guys that – plays down to the competition or plays up to the competition, which is uh, another way of saying that when you're in a big game, Rondo locks in, that's his happy place, and you're going to get a solid performance from your point guard. And when the games are the most important, 
Rondo finds that inner laser-like focus we talk about all the time. And that's not really my opinion. It bears out in the facts. If you followed his career with all these different teams, he's been a journeyman, a vagabond uh, around the NBA. His per-game average in all of the major statistical categories for Rondo, points, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, all of them go way up when games are on national television. His turnover rate goes down. And most playoff games are on national TV. That's how they do it in the NBA. At least cable channels you can get if you have cable or satellite television. And as you would think, Rondo cranks up the old engine, and the playoff numbers are also much better. If you compare his points per game, assists, rebounds, they all go up by a considerable amount when the playoffs come around. So, uh, in other words, Rondo, in many respects, pulls like the classic rope-a-dope, where he, on many occasions, will sit back and not give a, a great effort. And then he'll wait and he'll wait, and then he picks his spots. He cherry-picks his opportunities, and he puts up uh, relatively big numbers. Now, furthermore, Rajon Rondo, the, the problem with this and the reason that I am not buying this to be the real Rondo going forward is that Rondo, his, his career has been a riddle wrapped in an enigma, which means that he's far too often in the doghouse, and he's there more often than he's in the winner's circle. In fact, a couple months ago, early in the NBA season, when no one was paying attention because many people don't watch the NBA until Christmas, and then people will watch around Christmas, and then they'll wait and really get into it. At, an, at a later date, even after that. But if you look at the, the early season Chicago Bulls, Rondo was in the principal's office there. He's been in trouble in every NBA outpost. Going back to when he was a young player with the Celtics, and he, he would freestyle, and the, the Celtics would call a play. Doc Rivers was coaching the Celtics. He'd call a play, and Rondo would be like, ah, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I don't, don't want to run that play. And people were trying to figure out at the time. I remember we were talking about it. People were, around the Celtics were like, is he just not paying attention, or does he just want to do his own thing? And the consensus was he just wants to do his own thing. He doesn't want to be bothered with coaching. And that bared out when he traveled around to these different NBA cities. He had problems in Dallas. The Mavericks essentially sent him home and said, we don't want you. We're better off without you. He got into it with Rick Carlisle. They had a big blow-up, a brouhaha. In, in Dallas, and so that didn't go so well. And in Sacramento, there were some issues. Now, the last thing here, uh, Rondo is still under contract with the Chicago Bulls for one more season, and that's a, a salary of over $13 million. And if you're the Chicago Bulls, you obviously want Rondo to play well in these playoffs, but there's an ulterior motive at play. I am convinced that the Bulls, should Rondo play well the rest of the way, and the Bulls, let's say they get to the second round and maybe make some noise in the second round as the old line goes, I would fully expect Rondo to be back on the trading block at the end of the postseason. The Bulls, if they can get something of value for Rondo at the end of this year and get rid of him, then they would be all in. Because, again, more times than not, you're not playing on national TV. You're not playing in a playoff game. More times than not, you are playing on a random Tuesday or Wednesday night as a Chicago Bull, and you are going against a bottom feeder. You're playing the 76ers or the Knicks 
dreck of the NBA. That's who you play most of your games against. You don't play most of your games against good teams. Most of your games are against the doormats, the bottom fish of the NBA. So, yeah, it's great when he plays well against the good teams, but the question here is how many more performances, really good performances, does Rondo have to have? Everything gets tossed in the echo chamber, and one good performance can last for a whole week or two weeks. Get Everyone's talking about how good you are and all this, and they will overlook the other issues in your in your past that are very much there. The fact you're a space cadet and you you have your own little drum beat that you kind of follow in your head. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And from the other side, from the Celtics' perspective, yikes, Brad Stevens, the Celtic defenders trying to, to prop up Brad Stevens. He's coached 12 playoff games. He's now 2-10 in the postseason as the coach of the the Boston Celtics. And it wasn't a case in this game where the rebounding was lopsided. The, the Bulls were plus five in the rebounding department. Chicago simply outworked the Boston Celtics. That is a sin that you cannot have. You can lose in the postseason. You can't be out-hustled in the postseason. And that seems to be unlike the M.O. of the Boston Celtics. That's not how they approach it, right? The great coaching everyone loves to slobber all over Brad Stevens and say how good he is. And I, I'm in that category. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit. I'll give him a shoulder rub. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good coach. But you are judged ultimately, as the line goes, by your results in the playoffs. And now we will find out. This series is not over. The Boston Celtics can certainly get back in this series, and they can get hot, and they can win a bunch of games, and they can win the series. We've seen teams before do it as number one seeds. Uh, we'll find out. And there's, there's obviously two roads. You're, you're at a fork in the road. You can't take both roads. There's one road where you fight, you claw, you scrap, and you do everything you can, take advantage of that slim chance to try to get back in the series. And then there's the other road where you just say one, two, three, Cancun, and you just plan your vacation. You just go, I'm going to go to Cancun or wherever, some tropical destination. We suck. We're no good. It's not our year, and I'm out of here. Uh, Ben Maller's show on Fox, Edmund Dallas, Willie Garcia, the loser of Maller's Mountain of Money yesterday. He's back at it again, though. That is today. noteworthy because I usually kick your ass it's in that. not game. accurate at all. You've uh, cheated many times. Even I, can understand, I can understand why you'd want to bring that up and brag about it because it just happens. I want to point it out for those that missed so the podcast infrequently. Yeah. or missed the show yesterday. And there's new people tuning in that I, I won, and Eddie did attempt to cheat. He used a first name of a player that was not allowed. Uh, and then, you know, Coop, of course, allowed you to do that. But even with cheating, you were still not able to win. So that's another win for me at Mallers Mountain. Even Money. when you win, you complain. It's a, you're, well, you're, I'm you're, just, you're unbelievable. Well, and even when you lose, you still cheat, which is fascinating to me. Uh, it's not, you it's th- not you cheating. You think it's, uh, it's not cheating? No. You used the guy's first name as a clue. That it, wasn't his first name. His first name is Giancarlo. His first name I, is not you used Mike. A, you used a middle name, one of his legal names. I had no names. idea that was his middle name. Yes. You know what? Uh, you no idea. The guy, we were talking about Mike. What is Al Horford's middle Mike, name? Nobody knows their Mike, middle name. Yes, but he went by that name. 
He went that's by the that point name of the clue. because yeah. it was his middle name. But that's not what I'm trying to get someone to guess. You cheated. Just admit you cheated. No, you that's that's it's that's fine. just being a guy who gives good clues. Everyone knows you cheated. Yeah. Well, they're really good clues if you can give a guy's name that he used in the major leagues for several years. That's a really good clue if you can do that. Yeah, that's, that's a the great point. Clue. That's the point of trying to get yeah. somebody to it's guess a, someone's it's, name. It's an illegal clue. Oh. Insanity. <laughs> you were allowed. You were yeah. allowed to do it, and and that's fine. I mean, that's that's okay, Willie. You, this is your. This is how you do things. So you use illegal clues in these Pinocchio Maller lying again. Okay. So that's that's a, that's out of Eddie's playbook right there. It's like I'm going to lie and then call the other guy a liar while I'm lying. You, and you wrote the playbook. I wrote the playbook. Yes, yeah. Giambino. There are people yeah, who have wit- there are people who have witnessed you cheating. Coop. Third parties have witnessed Coop. you cheating. Coop's the third and yet man I'm in. the cheater. There's a scrum going on, and Coop's like you're, the third you're guy. You're the classic in. politician. Coop's running spin, over and throw- spin, he's spin. throwing dirt. That's Just, Coop. That's our judge. You used by to have that name, Spin Maller. Remember Spin Maller? Spin Maller. I don't know what you're talking about with Spin Maller. That's you. That Coop over there. Listen, that's why you were given that classic nickname years ago. Coop, the producer, is supposed to be a fair and balanced voice. Of reason. I am fair. You're and a liar. He's just pointing you're a out you're, you're a hypocrite. You're a, you're a hypocrite. You pile on. You're a jerk. I like Danny though. I don't know. You haven't annoyed me. Where are you guys? Where's the uh, good job by the Clippers? Danny said good job with the Clippers. Where are the other guys? Coop said nothing. Coop walked right by me in the hallway. He says nothing. Doesn't acknowledge I'm alive. You're not supposed uh, to get out of boys for what you're yes, supposed to do. You get an out of boy. They're the higher seed. No, they're at home. Get, they're supposed to win. A, you get a pat on the back and an out of boy. Way to go. <laughs> Good job by you. That's what you get. No. Yes, absolutely. Went on know the road. Went on fact, the road, and we'll give you one. I know for a fact if the Clippers had lost that game, every one of you losers would have been walking through the hallways going, la, 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 What, you want to put up a hey, banner man, for that? What, what, about your, what about your Clippers? Everybody, the Clippers it, won a game. Let's win. put up a banner for it's, that. It's the beauty of silence. What's the beauty of Clippers? silence. Not, still wrong with not the Clippers. a damn thing's wrong yeah, with the one, Clippers. One. They are cranking up Give the old trophy. playoff one, one. engine. The playoff engine, they're back. Yeah, that engine that like, Chuck, blows Chuck up every year. Chuck the Condor looked great. He looked wonderful, the mascot. We got a better mascot, better fans, wonderful. <laughs> the, the Jazz fans, I, I, they are so bad at trash talking. I, was, I, I stayed off Twitter. I was watching the game. I want to get into the game. So I stayed off to it, and, and but I looked at my I, I looked just before the show, and some jazz fans were trying to talk trash, and it was the funniest thing. It's like watching a kid that doesn't know how to play basketball play basketball. That's watching a Utah jazz fan try to talk trash. They don't know what they're doing. It's it's hilarious. All right, anyway, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, and uh, you can be part of the the show that way. Also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. A follow up. Take that for data. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. guy named Drum writes and says, Ben, you are the LeBron James of Maller's Mountain of Money. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do take that as a compliment. It's very nice of you to say that. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see. Uh, David says, Eddie should have been deducted points yesterday. It's crazy how Koopaloop always allows this. Maybe you should suspend him from the game shows for a while. 
I'd be all for that. I mean, Koopa Loop is clearly in the back pocket of Eddie Garcia. He didn't get points for the answer. It, just the act of cheating, though, is is something that should be deducted. I know you you don't well, believe then, in if that. If that were the you case, you, yeah, you'd so never play. Because Eddie's your guy. Ed, I'm not talking to you, Eddie. I'm, oh, talking, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the listener, and I'm talking to Coop. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody, too. The week before, you said the word clue. No, I did not. When the answer was clue. And that's not true. You're making that. <laughs> wow. You're lying. You're lying. And, and by the way, you Kubalu, just you were lying. If that even if that was true, who would write a board of words at password and use clue when we always use that term, right? To describe here's the term. Uh, here's the clue. Like what I kind never of, say that. What kind of country bumpkin would put a list of words together with a word that we regularly use. So really that that's what kind of country I wouldn't, bumpkin I wouldn't admit, can't just I change I their phrasing admit, for one I don't think I would Password. admit to that. I don't know that I would admit to being so naive when you put a list of words together that you include a word which is part of the regular dialogue on the show. I don't know that I would admit to that. I don't think I would. All right, anyway, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You wouldn't the, admit to anything. The NBA playoffs. Uh, listen, cheater, turn your mic off. It's okay. You lost. Mic's still on. Turn your mic off. Mic's still on. Turn it on. Still on. Turn it off. Still on. Turn it on. <laughs> He's Still on. <laughs> well, I just said turn it off. You just agreed with me. So you agree with me. Still on. Turn it off. Turn it off. Go ahead. Hit that off button right there. Well, we have a follow-up to David Fisdale, who's still apparently the coach of Memphis. And now people are like, hey, I I now know who this guy is. He he went on the rant uh, the other day in San Antonio. And if you forgot or haven't heard it for 7,000 times, it's so good, the audio, the end of it's so good, I wanted to play it again because this is – a follow-up to take that for data. You know, it's unfortunate that I got a guy like Mike Conley who in his whole career has got zero technical fouls and just cannot seem to get the proper respect from the officials um, that he deserves. Uh, It was a very poorly officiated basketball game. Um, Zach Randolph, the most rugged guy in the game, had zero free throws, but somehow Kawhi Leonard had 19 free throws. First half, we shot 19 points, shot 19 shots in the paint, and we had six free throws. They shot 11 times in the paint, and they had 23 free throws. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Overall, 35 times we shot the ball in the paint. We had 15 free throws for the game. They shot yeah. 18 times in the paint and had 32 free throws. Kawhi shot more free throws than our whole team. Upset. Explain it to me. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class, and he just plays the game. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. You know, I know Pop's got pedigree, and I'm a young rookie, but they're not going to rook us. No. That's unacceptable. That's that even, unprofessional. What does that mean? I don't... My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game, and they did not even give us a chance. Yeah. Take that for data. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the money one right there at the end. It's Take that for data. Bam. Yeah, walk away. Get out of here. We're done with you. Uh, so that is going to result in a fine. However, the NBA did not fine David Fisdale. They did not announce a fine on Tuesday. So we're still waiting for the fine. We're hearing that the fine is going to be $25,000, and it would appear that Fisdale is not going to have to pay that fine, at least if he is allowed to take a deal from a Memphis-based business trying to get some promotion. They didn't buy a commercial here on Fox Sports Radio, so I'm not going to name the company, but there's a business in Memphis 
which is trying to show loyalty to the hometown team and also get free publicity. And so they are offering to cover the fine of David Fisdale, the coach, for his data rant, and the fine would be up to $25,000 this company is willing to pay. They are offering to pay that up to 25000 to take care of his fine from the NBA. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Yeah. So, well, hey, I'll take $25,000. I can invest $25,000. I think I do pretty well in that. A little real estate, diversify, Wall Street, combine those two things. I'd be okay. Twenty-five grand. How much does this guy make, Fizdale? What do you think his salary is? I have no idea. I don't know what his, his salary is, but it can't be much. He's got to be like the lowest paid coach, I would think, in the in the NBA, right? You would you would think so? I know he's got a four year contract, but I'm not sure how much he's he's making. I, I'm curious. I want to know. Like, what's the lowest paid coach in the NBA? Man? And how much of a gap is there between that and Mike Conley, who's making like $25 million or whatever it is to play point guard for Memphis? All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. The bird is the word. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. David Fisdale will not be the only person in these NBA playoffs fine. We are awaiting a fine for a Boston Celtic. Now, if you were paying close attention, you might have seen this. Now, I missed it. I saw it on the internet. I was watching the Celtic Bulls game, but I did not catch this. In real time, I only saw it thanks to a, uh, a guy with a microscope on Twitter that pulled this out. But I'm referring to Marcus Smart. You know what Marcus Smart did? Now, he, he hasn't played very well in this series. It's one of the reasons the Celtics are in a two-games-to-none deficit to the Chicago Bulls. He's just been kind of cruising along, and it turns out that apparently someone who was sitting close enough to be heard at the court in Boston – was razzing Marcus Smart, maybe pointing out, hey, uh, you're not playing very well. He missed a three-point. This was midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, in fact, there, I think there was almost exactly midway through the fourth quarter, about six minutes to go in the game, and the Chicago Bulls were down by or up by 16 over the Celtics. So the, the Celtics were, uh, it was like a 14 or 16-point spread, something like that. Smart missed a three-pointer, and then he goes back to play defense, and he responds to the fan by giving him the one-finger salute, the universal sign for love. Number one. Yes, uh, right there, uh, the, the plucking finger. Uh, let him have it and uh, then put his finger to his mouth in a motion to be quiet. Like you, you went like this, like that, right there. That's what he did. So, What's that worth? Is that a $25,000 fine also? Is that is that going to be more or less than... Then $25,000 for the one-finger salute from Marcus Smart. That has to feel pretty good if you are on uh, or at an arena. and Like, that's old school. That's man's heckling. This this stuff on social media is amateur hour. A couple of thoughts. First of all, the ability to get into someone's head at a game – knowing there are thousands of people in the arena 
that your choice of words, your tone could be enough to inspire that kind of reaction, which will lead to some kind of punishment from the NBA. That is an impressive thing. And that's much more impressive than hiding behind your smartphone and sending out comments or your keyboard if you're on your laptop. And, you know, that's the modern trolling. But the more advanced, the more nuanced trolling is to go to the arena to heckle a player, to not get kicked out of the arena, and at the same time talk so much in-your-face garbage that the player responds. So I I don't know what that was all about. I, I assume that we'll find out more backstory because this is the kind of stuff that we find out about. I assume we'll find out more about it. But Marcus Smart of the Celtics giving his contribution to the NBA's pension plan. Let's go to Marcus, who is in Chicago on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Marcus? Hey, what's going on, Ben? Uh, I just started off by saying I've been listening since you took over uh, for JT in this time slot. But uh, first time calling. Um, I like to uh, call you uh, a sore loser and a sore winner because every time I hear you, whether you win or lose, you're complaining one way or the other. So, well, I, I, I fight injustice, and if you want to call me a sore winner and a sore loser for fighting what's wrong, then I'll own that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, if you want Eddie to continue to cheat and me to not call him on it, we can do that if you want. I, I don't think that's the way to do it. I think we should have a clean game. I'd like that. I play a clean game. I'd like these guys to play a clean game. Yeah, either way. I just called to talk about uh, the Bulls, man. Um, you're talking about Rondo only shows up for uh, the primetime games and games as such. I think the whole Bulls team is like that, man. They showed up and beat all the good teams, whether it's the Warriors, they stomped the Cavs, uh, they beat Boston, they beat Toronto. But you know what? Then they show up and lose games like Phoenix, Orlando, and even the crappy Clippers. But uh, besides that, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls lose these next two games because that's just who they are, man. They're just inconsistent. So. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, don't, I mean, it's not a very good team. That's why the Bulls barely got into the playoffs. They're not that good. You're judged by your body of work, and they're they're not very good. So, and, yeah. and even if they were to beat the Celtics, they'd lose to the Wizards in the next round. Hey, no doubt about that. The Wizards will put on them, put it on them. You know what? Uh, the reason uh, Boston can't win, they ain't got no one inside that could score. And you know what? Yeah, no, but that's five nine. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, that's that's a cop out. I mean, you can, you can. They won the most games in the Eastern Conference with that same lineup. This is a, I will admit, this is a bad matchup. The Bulls uh, clearly the first two games they've been the the better team in the in the series. But I'm not buying like oh the Celtics they have no inside presence they can't win they had the best record in the East playing that same way all regular season. You they remind you they remind me of your team the Clippers man they just have these great regular seasons and then get into the playoffs and lay an egg. Well, so, uh, listen, I think the, the, Clipp- the Clippers are the Clippers the are have three star players though they're better they have a better roster than the Boston Celtics. They have better players than the Boston Celtics. So that should make them even more of a choke artist than Boston. Well, no, see, the difference is they play in the Western Conference, and I don't know if you know this, but the West is better than the East, So, uh, which is amazing considering that the Chicago Bulls, who aren't very good, are as a number eight seed, are beating the Celtics. It's a bizarro world is what it is. But, yeah, the, yeah, the, West, the West is more. The play in the Western Conference, and the Celtics, what would they be, like a seven seed in the West or a six or seven seed in the West, something like that? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. The Celtics are. Uh... The Celtics are a one-man show, and when that show ain't going on, and he's only five nine, five ten, 
you can't win games like that with that guy. I'll tell you that right now. So they can continue to get one and two seeds for the next five, six years. They can't win with that team as constructed as is. Go have a beer with Doc Mike, okay? Will you go say hi to our friend Doc? I don't know who Doc Mike is, but you know who I don't like, though? Is your boy uh, with the big mouth. What's his name? Uh, uh, which one? I, I don't know. Many people. Yeah, you know, mouth. your favorite caller of the year. I'm, I'm snoozing right now. You don't even know? To... That's disrespect. Oh, come on, Ben. I do know. You say you're a fan of the show. You don't know who Doc Mike is. He's called me for 15 years from Chicago. Up with bloody goat beer. You, the beer for losers. You don't recognize his voice. You have no idea who he is. You don't know who the caller of the year is. I think you're a fraud, Marcus. What's wrong with you, Mike? How dare you? How I'm dare you? I you listen religiously. Well, thank you for that. But you got to know the caller of the year. That's royalty. In these parts, when you're the caller of the year, you get to the top of the pecking order. And that <laughs> is boom, 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 boom. He's the only guy that could get me to talk, call the show, man. I, I get on. Sometimes I get on hold and yeah. I just give up, though. But that guy really gets me going, though. The guy with the big mouth. Caller what do you, what do you think his there. name is? What do you think? You think his name is like Weed Man Hippie? You think that's it? No, it's definitely not Weed Man Hippie. Not Weed Man Hippie. Uh, who is it? Mark? He's the one who he, he wins the uh, what's it called? The Octagon. The Herbal Octagon. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You were I impressed when he won the Octagon last night. In fact. Marcus, that guy that he beat in his last little octagon there, real uh, the guy uh, George. Real talk, that's his name. Damn it, I gave it away. God, you did darn give it. it. Away. Ah! <laughs> ah! Take that for data. All right, uh, listen. Um, no, Take that for data. I was just gonna. Yes. Uh, uh, now I got a headache. Uh, I was gonna point out. I'm not kidding. I have a headache. Uh, that that guy uh, George, Jetfield George, he quit the show. He's such a wuss. He quit the show. He walked away. He could not. Oh, he was so embarrassed no. by that beatdown from Real Talk. He ran off. It's fascinating. I'm impressed by that. So I, I go. Thank you. All right. Uh, there you go. Mark. In Real Talk, we trust. Man. All right. That's the, uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We have the, we have the NBA today. Why don't we do the NBA? Yeah. NBA playoff pick them. Yeah, we'll do it's that. your show, man. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. We have, these guys you know, are, it's it's necessary, Ben, because right now in the overall standings. Oh, uh, here we, here we listen, This is cool. Look, again, again, Coop. Coop, you know you are my producer, Coop. <laughs> no. You're supposed. Why don't you like the Danettes? You only do the same rant they, I do every day. Yeah, listen to these other shows. It's all over Dan Patrick. This show. <laughs> is, <laughs> Wait a minute. What was that you just did? I don't know what, what that was. That? I don't know what that was. But the point is, I don't get that from <laughs> what these the guys. Hell was that? I don't know, yeah, but I don't get that. that. I don't get that. It sounded like a stuttering, uh, stuttering John. Was it sounded that like thing? a piglet. That was a sound effect that Danny played. I did not do that. No, I, I don't I, do my own sound My effects. hands were not on the equipment here. <laughs> All right, stop. But no, I was saying we, you and I, Ben, are yeah. we're tied in the overall standings for NBA pick Okay, so well, you'll lose. We need some sort of a tiebreaker. Yeah, okay. I know you're very excited about that. All right, we'll have the uh, NBA playoff pick. And here's the Who Am I game. Now, this goes back to the other night. I am the player who has the most foul shots made in a playoff game without a miss. Now, the minimum on this is 20 made foul shots. Kawhi Leonard was 19 for 19 from the charity stripe, but the the Who Am I game, I am the player that has the most foul shots made in an NBA playoff game without a miss. Minimum, 20 made foul shots. Who am I? The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. 
And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have the NBA playoff pick coming up in a moment. But first, the Who Am I game, where I pretend to be somebody else. And you figure it out, and if you get it right, you get nothing but the satisfaction of knowing you got the answer correct. The Who Am I game, I am the player who has the most foul shots made in a playoff game without a miss in NBA history, minimum of 20 made foul shots. Who am I? Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Robbie, the Mariner fan, great job by the Mariners' offense. I was watching some of that game on my phone. Uh, very impressive uh, in the game last night. Uh, Robbie went with Chris Dudley as his answer. Michael Candy, guessed by Miguel. Vinny Del Negro from Brad. Mike and Bubba, Mike from the LBC and Bubba, clearly cheating, got it right. Bad job by you. Vinny the Microwave Johnson, guessed by Marvin the Michigan Man. B.J. Armstrong from Frank. Larry Grandma Ma Johnson from Enzo in Vancouver. Eddie, do you have the answer, Eddie? I have a, uh, an answer. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Rick Nash of the New York Rangers. He had the game-winning oh, goal in the uh, one-goal victory over the Montreal Canadiens. By the cheater over there. The correct answer is Dirk Nowitzki of the Dallas Mavericks. That playoff game six years ago. It's a Maverick playoff game. I think they played, I want to say they played Oklahoma, I think, in the playoffs that year. Uh, but Dirk Nowitzki, 24 of 24 from the charity stripe for the Dallas Mavericks that particular game. Whoever they ended up playing that, that game, and that is the record. Paul Pierce, in a game for the Celtics, had 21 foul shots back in 2003 so Nowitzki has the record Pierce is second Kawhi Leonard moved on up the pecking order he was 19 of 19 the other night in the game for San Antonio be ranting about Kawhi Leonard later because there's all kinds of prisoner of the moment nonsense floating around uh, and buzzing uh, about Kawhi Leonard we'll get to that a little bit later in the in the program Uh, the reaction though is still pouring in on Twitter to an outstanding, outstanding hour of radio. Many people taking my side on this. They understand what's going on here. People calling for Koopa Loop to be punished by management for his insubordination uh, on the program. And uh, I I don't want to go to HR. I don't want to go to management. But, you know, this continues here. I think you should, yeah. If this continues here, this kind of disrespect, and a lack of integrity. You know, the Ben Maller Show stands for integrity. That's one of the things yeah, we stand for. Make sure for. you tell management that exact same thing. I will. I yeah. will absolutely tell them that. And they will agree with me as I am on the marquee. I have a lot of juice, as you know, around <laughs> here. And you laugh all you want, Eddie, but I have a lot of power. <laughs> I and wield, by that, you mean no power. I wield a very powerful pair of headphones. Uh, I do. These are, these are Sony professional headphones. They're the fifth pair I've bought because the equipment here sucks, and bra- you know they they uh, they pop my headphones every couple of months. But this is the fifth pair of Sony headphones I've had since I worked here. Do you even know where the management offices are, Ben? I don't think I could probably find. Them. I, I, <laughs> that I know, makes two of us. I know what floor they're on, so I could Third find. Floor? I think it's the fourth. <laughs> yeah, and it's the th- they moved it's the fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's on the fourth. Yeah, so it's the fourth. And they have they spent like uh, iHeart Media spent all this money. They've really have like the best offices ever. There's TVs everywhere, and 
uh, beautiful signs. It's all white. It's, it's very futuristic. Yeah. The one thing it doesn't have, nameplates. <laughs> so no one, you, if you don't know where something is on our uh, corporate offices, you will be screwed. You will be walking in circles. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's time now for the NBA playoff. Pick them. All right, Coop the Loop. Get right on that microphone loud and proud. I want you to talk very slowly. I want you to get every syllable correct and announce who the winner was of the MLB pick'em from yesterday. Just that would up. be you, Ben. Woohoo! That means I'm picking first. Well, he's not going to shoot a very good percentage, but he's a stat stuffer, and it's all about stats on the pick'em, so I'll take Russell Westbrook with the first pick. Eddie. James Harden. Board is held. Coop. John Wall. Shocking. Oh, you knew that Danny G. Kevin Durant. Oh, bad job. All right, pick Why? another one. Board is held. <laughs> no. And Steph Curry. All right, Steph Curry. Draymond Green. Draymond Green is gone. Eddie. Uh, let's go with Damian Lillard. Lillard is off the board. I will go with C.J. McCollum. And I will also take, ooh, now it gets tough, uh, Marcin Gortat. Uh, Eddie. Lou Hurry Williams. Coop. Dwight Howard. Danny. Patrick Beverly. Is this where I'm supposed to tell Danny that Kevin Durant likely not going to play in the game? Is that where I'm supposed He'll to? He'll play. No, he won't. He's playing. He's not playing. He's playing. He's not playing. When you give someone smelling salts, they better respond. And that's exactly what took place for one team in particular in the NBA playoffs. And it wasn't. It was not the Boston Celtics. It was the Los Angeles Clippers who are back on track. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. That's more like it uh, would be the way to describe the, the night in the NBA for the Clippers anyway. The Clipper Jazz game, a humiliating loss in game one, the series opener, the Clippers responding in a rather large way. Now, if you saw the game, you know what I'm talking about, but Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan, uh, like a typhoon coming at the Utah Jazz, all had wonderful games. Blake Griffin, the, the big man on campus with 24 points, but DeAndre Jordan, who did most of his damage in the first half, he had a double-double, 18 points, 15 rebounds, and Chris Paul, 21 points and 10 assists, and the, the Clippers end up winning this game. Now, Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan were both in foul trouble. But the, the Clippers stars against a weaker opponent. I think you'd agree that the Clippers are more talented than the Utah Jazz. And so they win the game. The series is tied up at 1-1, heading back to Salt Lake City. There'll be a couple of games this weekend. And I want to talk about this for a couple of minutes because the question that should be asked and, and knowing that I am fair and impartial on all things related to the Clippers, that I give an honest perspective that you won't get anywhere else, how impressed were you with the way the Clippers played against the Utah Jazz? This was a marvelous performance. Uh, that's how I, I would describe it. And and how should Doc Rivers feel by that effort? And I, I would use the word pleased to describe the way that Doc Rivers should feel. Not satisfied. Not satisfied, but pleased. And, and the reason why, number one, the Clipper headliners, these are the beacons. Uh, that they, they did what they were supposed to do. The Jazz 
have a 0% chance of winning this series with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan clicking like that. There is no hope for the Utah Jazz. There's none. Uh, when when those guys are out there and they're clicking, the, uh, the, the vibration that they put out there on the court, there's no way that anyone from Utah is going to be able to slow them down. And in this particular game, the Clippers were the more aggressive team. They had some pep in their step. And as a result of that, early on, setting the tone, getting out to a – uh, a nice lead, not a gigantic lead, but a nice lead early, a double-digit lead early. Utah was playing catch-up, and did not go well. Did not go well playing catch-up. They were on their heels most of the game, and they, they hung around, and they, they it was good for television because if you watch the game, you saw Gordon Hayward had 20 points, and Derek Favors played pretty well uh, for the Utah Jazz. But the Jazz were just kind of lurking around in the shadows, but you never really got the sense that they were going to win the game. Unless you are, you know, openly hoping that the the Jazz would have won the game, and if you're a big Jazz toady, then you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to win the game. We we had a chance to win the game. Uh, here's DeAndre Jordan, double double with cheese for DeAndre Jordan, eighteen points, fifteen rebounds, and uh, a win is a win is a win is a what? We had to win tonight. We would have wanted to win the first game, but we didn't, and uh, we'll just take each game at one at a time no! and just play, man. We can't go back and fix it, so we just gotta we just gotta go, man. Go worry about game three. I would love to see the Clippers play both games at the same time this weekend in Salt Lake City. Just come out and say, well we we've got to take two games at a time. Let's focus in on two games. I think we can win both of them. And let's do it. Change the sports cliche. Come on, DeAndre, let's play two games at a time. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. <laughs> That's up to me. Why don't they play double headers in the NBA? You imagine how tired the players and how much bitching the players would do in the NBA if they played double headers. What if you told LeBron James, "I'll give you three days off, but you have to play twice on Sunday, like an afternoon game and then a night game"? What would LeBron James do if you told him that? No juice. Exactly. He would need a warm glass of milk and his blankie. Is what he would need. If you told him that, right? That would be, you would trigger LeBron James. He, he wouldn't know what to do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it would be a terrible situation. All right, this is not about LeBron James, though. This is about the people's team, America's team, the most exciting team uh, outside of the Warriors, the Clippers. Uh, here is Blake Griffin, who's clearly been hanging out you know, with some friends who are Hindu, uh, and he's, he's going deep on this. Uh, my man, Blake Griffin, he's looking at things from a – uh, a different perspective. We had a good practice yesterday, and I thought our spirit was great, and I think it just carried over into the, to the first quarter, you know, of everybody being aggressive. And, you know, that's what we need. Miss or make shots. I mean, we have to be aggressive like that. And then, you know, I think that aggressiveness will help us carry that over into uh, our offensive aggressiveness will carry over to defense. I hope he doesn't mean spirit airlines because that would be a terrible spirit to have, right? That would be you'd have to pay for everything. You would just be, be horrible, be disastrous. Uh, they're not an advertiser, right? Because uh, that's expensive to buy advertising. So I don't believe they're an advertiser. I think we're good on that, right? Yeah, all right. Let me know in my headphones if they're – and I'll, we'll delete that on the podcast. Yeah, all right. Make sure on that. I just want to cover our bases. Uh, but l- listen, I can spend all night talking about this. And really, it's worthy of all-night coverage, you know, in-depth team coverage, as we like to say. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. The Clippers muscled – 
the Jazz. They did. The Jazz are a physical team. They they play boring half-court basketball. Without Rudy Gobert, he's on ice. The Clippers shoved the Jazz around. They dominated in the paint as they were supposed to do. They outscored the Jazz. The Clippers did 60-38 to in the paint. The Clippers had 10 dunks. The Jazz had one. This is a manhandling situation in favor of the Clippers. And the Clippers shot 79% right around the basket, which is what you're supposed to do. And they've done it in this particular series. The Jazz have only one power forward center on the floor, 62% with two bigs on the floor. So uh, there's a lot of numbers there that are floating around. But the Clippers get shots near the basket. They're going to make them eight out of ten times. Most teams are going to shoot a very good percentage down low like that. And the, the Clippers are going to, to win. Now, that My advice to the Clippers is to not drag this out, not go seven games, try to win this in, I would say, six now. The Jazz already won one game. So you'll give, them, uh, you'll give the Jazz one of the games in Salt Lake and then you try to win it in, in game six uh, and work it that way, and, and then we'll see what happens against the Warriors in the second round of the NBA playoffs. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. I wanted to pivot, and I want you to come with me on this because I wanted to get to the NFL. There's a story that I have to talk about because this is, this is such a wonderful story. It's like a gift from the radio gods. And saying the thing you can't say at the time you can't say it or shouldn't say it, is an important life lesson. Now, the Raiders are preparing to be the biggest lame duck in NFL history. In fact, in all of sports history in North America, we've never seen a situation like this where the Raiders are so arrogant and so convinced that they can do whatever they want, they can strut around, and you're going to still show up and buy tickets. And the Raiders are putting this on the line. They're moving to Vegas. You know the story. I don't need to go over that. They're moving to Vegas, but not for a couple of years. And their franchise quarterback, who is recovering not only from a broken leg, he's also recovering and suffering from a severe case of foot and mouth disease. Derek Carr, who initially said on Monday that the Raider fan who quit following the relocation to Vegas, that's not a true Raider fan. And that's the comment from Derek Carr, which has resonated and I wanted to talk about that for a second because I, it's, it, we must bring it up. I know the NBA is big and all that. But how should a Raider fan, a real Raider fan, feel about this? I would use the word enraged if I'm a Raider fan. And I'm not. And we'll get to a Raider fan in a moment. But the, the answer here is enraged. Now, And the reason I'll illuminate on this, number one, Derek Carr clearly is out of touch. Everyone said that. That's not a new take. You've heard that a million times. You've paid attention to this. He's out of touch. He's tone deaf, all of that. Derek Carr realized that he had said the thing he should not have said to the people he should not have said it to because after being bludgeoned for several hours with this particular story, he tried to walk it back. He attempted Carr to put the toothpaste back in the tube. And I challenge you to do that. Go buy a, a tube of toothpaste. Maybe you already have one. I hope you do and then squeeze all of the toothpaste out, and then try to put it back in without getting any of it uh, you know, left outside the tube. You can't do it. It's impossible. I know there's some YouTube videos of people that claim they know how to do it. I don't buy it. So anyway, Derek Carr said this thing, and he tried to, to roll it back. He issued another statement to try to clarify his original statement because he was getting some blowback on it. And he said, just in case I was misunderstood, I love all Raider fans 
wherever they are from, we are in this together always. And the Raider Nation, rah, rah, rah. Damage done. Uh, and my only response to Derek Carr is that he must be a rube. He must be. I mean, the guy's responding to Stephen A. Smith on Twitter, and he's commenting on you know, Raider you fans. You don't want to make an enemy out of me. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Who cares? I mean, this guy, he must think that Raider fans, his initial co- comments would lead you to believe only one conclusion, that he believes the Raider fan base are a bunch of total lemmings. And whatever the Raiders do, that uh, the fan base will just blindly follow them over the cliff. And, and number two, in general, sports franchises are a form of, uh, you know, they're for, I know they're to make money, but it's like a public trust, if you will. right? And as a result, sports teams market themselves to represent what? They represent a region. Because of that, as a sports fan, it is a pro, uh, provincial experience, right? I mean, personally, I, I question the sanity of if you live in the Bay Area and you're a Oakland Raider fan. I don't know, if you're a Raider fan in, in another part of the country, I get it. You know, you're going to follow your team, fine, that's it. But if you're in Oakland or the surrounding area there and you're going to continue to follow this team, uh, my position is 180 degrees away from Derek Carr's initial comment. But to me, as a fan, when your team leaves, you then become a free agent. I've experienced that. I was a Rams fan when I was growing up, and the Rams left to go to St. Louis, and I had a great time. I was following all these other different teams various years. It was fun. But you become a fan. Why do you become a fan? You often become a fan because of a couple of reasons. Family, your your mom or dad liked the team, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, there's, they liked it, so you liked that team. And there's also an angle because it's local. There's a connection to an area where you either grew up or your family is from. And so that's why you like a team. When your team relocates, the Sports Fan Bill of Rights indicates, at least on our show, that you are free to move around to a different team if you so choose. You are a free agent fan. And the bottom line, the the Raiders built their legacy as a blue-collar franchise in Oakland. You watch these old NFL films presentations, and they, they celebrate the fact that the Raiders were the blue-collar team, that they were the desperados of the NFL that appealed to the factory-working crowd. That's the mystique of the Raiders, and I certainly think the Raiders will do well in Vegas, and they'll continue to have success from a marketing standpoint and all that, but you can't really sell grit and guts. Vegas is not a town built around the working class. It's a town built around slot machines and showgirls and how can we suck every dollar out of your wallet. Uh, that's how that town's built. It's, not, it's a different environment. So that's, you know, that's me being old-fashioned. You're going to have to change your, your strategy, I would think, a little bit. So. Now, will Raider fans forgive Derek Carr? The answer, obviously, is if they win a lot, then of course they'll forgive all right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We've got Edmund Dallas Garcia and a Raider fan, Danny G Radio, who's uh, right uh, over there. Is he wearing – I don't think he's wearing Raider. Is he wearing Raider stuff? He's got to be wearing Raider. He's got a Superman something. shirt and uh, a Dodger hat. It's on my skin, so I'm always wearing Raiders. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> there you go. Wait, should, should, defend- we, should we ask where it is on his skin? Well, you want to check it out, Eddie? Would you like I'm to examine lo- where it is? You- I'll show you on the Periscope later, Eddie. <laughs> okay. So, Danny, defend your guy. Go ahead, Danny. Defend your guy. Well, what does he need to apologize for? 
because he said if you don't follow the Raiders, that it's you're either with us or you're against us. If I'm a Raider fan, I'm not. I'm going to consider leaving the Raiders. I'm leaving Oakland. If I'm okay. in Oakland, if I'm in the Bay Area, no, because you're no. not a Raider fan, so you don't understand. I mean, you'd be a fool to follow the Raiders if you're an Oakland Raider fan and you live in let that area. This, why ben. would you follow? I was an LA okay, Rams fan. So let they me went ask to you St. This. Louis. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you were I a Ra- wasn't a Rams fan were, when they were in St. Louis. You were a Rams fan when they were based in Orange County. Yes, exactly. Okay. So uh, how many Rams fans drove in to Orange County from all over the West Coast? Well, they in, it's L.A. to Orange County. This is not the Raiders right. moving to, but what, from, but my from point Oakland is, to San but Jose. the Raiders were the first nation, the first organization to use oh, that term oh, nation. Please, so please, so uh, look at Ben. Stop. All Vegas is going to be is the new capital so, for the Raiders. So you don't think – I know obviously you're biased. You got a Raider tattoo. I'm, I'm, I don't uh, know. It, I'm it having nothing, this, what does it I'm have to do with being biased? Because I mean, if you can't I have see that Derek Carr is a dope, I have if family you can't in see the that Bay Derek Area. Carr is a fool with that statement, no, he's not. and he realized no. he was a fool, and he realized he stepped in it, and he walked it back. Why did he walk it back? He, he walked it back right, because why? of dudes with big mouths like you on the because radio. Because we're right. Oh, gosh. We're right. You, you, and real Raider fans You just want to find a reason to pile on him. Not when piling on anything. Yeah, you it's are. It's the dumbest statement he, ever the, made. The players are put in a, a tough position right now. You're not a real Raider fan? Yeah, that's not that tough a position, okay? And it's not. Derek Carr's making a great living. He's the starting quarterback for an NFL team, one of the favorites to get to the Super Bowl next year. They are put in a tough position oh, because they Talk. They have to play somewhere where they're leaving, and you've that's talked about this in it, monologues please. that that's that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. They you, should you be know, playing. You make it tougher at when you UNLV say, right now. You make I agree with that, but you make it tougher as a player when you say if you quit following the team, you aren't a real Raider fan. I want to know what spawned those comments from Derek Carr. Why did that even come up? He had a news conference on Monday. A number of issues were discussed about his health and all kinds of nonsense, and that came up. Because the Raiders, that's a big topic for the Raiders. They're leaving Oakland. I just don't think it's that big of a deal because most of the fans that attend the games at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum are from out of Oakland. They're not not residents of Oakland. Ben, I lived in the Oakland area for 14 years. Well, the Bay Area fans. We all drove in. Yeah. All right. You're going to drive all the way to Vegas? Yeah. Well, you are. You're, cl- you're in L.A. Yeah. Cl- oh, please, the they, oh, they're going to do the bullet train. Yeah. And the yeah. Southwest yeah. flights. Yeah. You know, those are going to be a party. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. So it's not exactly. that big. It honestly, Ben, is uh, not that big. It's much to do about nothing. Uh, you are it such really a Raider is. PR guy. No, I mean, you are, are the Raiders paying you? Are you on the payroll for the oh, Raiders? stop. Seriously. So what? You want me to I, just agree with you and bash Derek well, Carr? It, because this is a no-brainer. I, would, I mean, this is a no, no-brainer. This is a no. You can't. I, I, I can't believe you can defend the guy. He's a great. I can't believe. On this one, you can't defend leader. him. Yes, I can. Well, yeah, I know I you, you're doing it, but I get I, I, it. you sound stupid. No. I mean, How sounds I sound ridiculous. Stupid? So, Listen they're to yourself. Not, they're not moving across the country, Ben. So you're telling me that the, the Bay Area, not everyone's going to fly southwest airlines. It's a, it's a nine-hour drive from Oakland to Vegas. Nine hours. If you make that nine, that's 18 okay. hours in the car. Are you a fan of the team or are you a fan of the city? You're a fan of the city. They, you, they weren't a fan of the. Uh, they didn't uh, mind supporting the team when they moved from L.A. Uh, well, these people. You're talking. All right, yeah, we, we'll we'll pause here. We'll get into more. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Nitwits, scumbags, and punks. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. 
Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Don writes in and says, when you remove civic pride from fandom, you're left with a bunch of clowns cheering for a team which they share no common identity. El Ramirez writes in and says, I disagree with Danny G. If I was an Oakland fan, I'd be pissed. The Raiders left Oakland twice now. Uh, yeah, we talked uh, about the Clipper game at the start, but we the, the Raiders and the follow-up, Derek Carr uh, said the thing you shouldn't have said, and he got caught for it, and he tried to walk it back. Essentially what Carr said was any fan who quits following the team because they're leaving Oakland where they play now and going to Vegas, well, you're just not a real Raider fan. That's what he said. Uh, and he tried to walk it back, and Danny defends it. He doesn't think there's anything. He's a Raider fan. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. But most let me, people let are me on ask, the other side of it. Let me ask Coop this. Coop, if the Broncos decided that you know their stadium fell apart, say, 10 years from now, they couldn't get a deal done, the city and county there dropped the ball big time, and Boulder, Colorado, or somewhere on the outskirts built a new stadium, would you stop being a Broncos fan? Absolutely not. So I, it's I a terrible analogy. No, it's not. Because Coop has been to Denver like once in his life. That's exactly my talk point. To, is that there's the Raider guy. fans all over the world? That's <laughs> my point. That's your point. All right. Yeah. That's your. All right. So you believe that you are you've convinced yourself that there's so many Raider fans everywhere that the Raider fans in Oakland are irrelevant. Then I didn't that they, say why, that. Why what? don't they play a different game every in every? You're city? putting words in my That's mouth. That's essentially what you're saying. No, no. what I'm saying you're is saying there's so many Raider fans. I've it doesn't been matter to, where I've been they to play. Over a, I've been to over a hundred Raider games at the Oakland right, Alameda your, Coliseum. I'll get you a cookie. Not that, um, what I'm saying is how many of those fellow Raider fans in attendance had the city of Oakland on their driver's license. Let's be honest about it. It doesn't matter, Yes, though. it does. Because you, you, for years, people matter. from all over the West Coast have oh, been yeah, driving yeah. into oh, these yeah. games. Oh, ben, normally I would agree with you, but in the specific case of the Raiders, where they've – this is going to be, what, their third move of the franchise? I mean, it's it's a different situation with that fan base. Well, and in the cases of, like, attendance doesn't really matter, right? I mean, because the, the NFL, if you look at the Raiders' attendance, they're not one of the most well-attended teams – so for this national following, where are all the fans showing up to the games? Shouldn't the Raiders sell out every game? Well, a lot of it has to do with all the jokes you've been making about that stadium. You're gonna, for the past I have that kind years. of power. No, well, you're not, not the only you. one. Yeah, not you in particular. But that's not the place you would love to go see a football game at. Okay. Unfortunately, right. they have a dirt infield. But the Raiders were last in attendance in the NFL. But so that's going to be different when they're in a state of the they art. They played in a toilet bowl. Come on, Ben. It's, they it's had not a great that team. hard to understand. They had a wonderful team. No, they team. had horrible teams the past I'm talking about last, last year, the NFL attendance last season. The Raiders averaged uh, 54,000. attendance? 54,000 they well, averaged. Look, still, it's embarrassing. It's, it was a dump. Let's be honest. So what, where are all these national Raider fans? Why weren't they flying into Oakland on Southwest Airlines to watch the Raiders play? What I'm saying is, where were they? What I'm saying Maybe is, Southwest ben, Airlines was too expensive. Okay, all right. You, you you ask questions, but then you don't let anybody answer any of the questions you ask. Well, explain to me why the Raiders were last in attendance with a national following. Has Eddie agreed with you that the Raiders have fans everywhere? So where? Uh, explain to me how they could be last in attendance with these fans everywhere. Well, he just I, did I just explain did. to you because the stadium's not great. Yeah. So, wa- so watch Raider them fan, sell out every single game in the, Vegas. I thought the Raider fan was a blue collar fan. I thought the Raider fan 
was not a Heidi Tidy fan that needed to go out there and you know have uh, luxury boxes and all that stuff. I thought Raider fans a blue okay. collar fan. Ben, have you ever been to the Oakland Alameda Coliseum? Yes, I have. You have. In the past couple of years, you've been there. I've not been in the past When's the last time you went? In the press box, too. I was at a uh, Raider game when they first moved to Oakland, and it was a dump then. It wasn't very Uh, good when they built Mount Davis. I was at the first Raider game. They've been charging Jerry Jones AT&T Stadium-type prices for that toilet bowl. But if if you're a real Raider fan, wouldn't you just go anyway? No, you still want – are you telling me you still don't want the best for your money? Well, I wouldn't, but I'm telling you, the blind sheep, the lemmings, wouldn't they go anyway? Oh, so we're all blind sheep. Okay. Well, uh, apparently the Raider fans – I'm just trying to figure this out because – you're talking kind of out of both sides of your mouth. You're you're saying that there are Raider fans everywhere. They're a national team. It doesn't matter no, where they I'm play. Not, ben. Why why do you care so much about attendance? NFL. I care about fans. Okay, but, I'm a fans' rights but guy. But NFL is a bar and home. Uh, it's a it's a game now that doesn't reflect on what's in the stadium. There, would you agree on that? It's better to watch games with your HD at home with your conveniences oh, I at would home. Much rather be at home and watch the game. But that's not the, the issue. Is not me. I'm not. They're not talking about me. You're judged. A uh, fan base is often judged part by attendance, right? in part by attendance. Right, and we always and so the Raiders were last hear, in attendance. But we always hear that the Raider fans are all over the country. You see them at every stadium whenever they're the away team. Is that not true? Jacksonville drew more fans to their game. Explain that. I I tried to. I tried to explain to you. The tickets are super expensive in yeah, Oakland. Uh, right. They tripled their rent there okay. before last season. They The Raiders boosted ticket prices when the ticket prices probably should have been lowered right, because right. you can't even use the urinals at that stadium. Well, that's not. You're embellishing that. No, I am not. I, I went to a game that. two seasons yeah. ago, uh-huh. and that bathroom was the grossest thing I've seen in my life. Well, that's at every stadium. I was at a game in Buffalo. And people were urinating in the sink, okay. And they had they had a sign there: "Do not urinate in the sink. It's not a it's not a urinal." Big Ben, there's this uh, like little creek thing that's around the Oakland Coliseum. I swear to God, it's toxic. We were playing catch uh-huh. with a Nerf football while we were barbecuing. The ball accidentally rolled down. I went down and fished it out, and the ball was eaten away by right, the, right. the toxicness in the, right. in the water. Right. I, what I'm telling you yes. is that place just needs to be bulldozed, and it's a shame that the city and, and the county couldn't get anything done there to yeah. build something nice there. You know how valuable that real estate is? Oh, I know. That's one of the most valuable pieces of real estate in America. Look, there's a reason why the Warriors are moving out. There's a reason why a lot of companies have moved out of that area. And it's a shame. Uh, I, I wish uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. we got Maller to the third degree. you got to get some damn phone calls. All right, we'll do all that. We'll get to it in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. We have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes. A guy writes in and says, nobody outside the Bay Area cares about the Raiders. All right, let's go to Tyler. He's got a golden ticket. He's cashing it right now, and he's on Fox Sports Radio in Lancaster, California. Hello, Tyler. Because I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. 
In NHL playoff action, the San Jose Sharks beat the Edmonton Oilers behind Martin Jones' 23-save shutout, 7-0. The Sharks scored four times on the power play after being held goalless. Let's go to Walt in Fresno. What's going on, Walt? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome, man. What's on your mind? Hey, man, listen. About this Derek Carr uh, comment that he made, yeah, he's way off about that. Way off. Uh, you know, and I'm from Fresno, so I am a Derek Carr fan. But I, I'm gonna tell you right now, he was way off about that. Uh, the Oakland Raiders, yeah, we're, we're fans and all that stuff. But uh, if if you take that team out of Oakland and you move it to Las Vegas, I mean, Las Vegas does not have the identity of of a blue collared area like Oakland and and Northern California and and out here in Fresno where we. There's a lot of fans out here in Fresno that are Raider fans and all over the valley, and uh, it just it's not the same. Now, when they left years ago and went to L.A., hey, a lot of us didn't like that, but it was still in California. You could still get there. Now, you t- I hear a lot of people making these little analogies about, oh, it ain't that far, it ain't that far. But I'm going to tell you like this, it's not California. You're taking this team to Nevada. That don't have nothing to do with California. It has nothing to do with the attitude, the identity. Of, of the people here who are the fans has nothing to do with that. No, I, hear, I hear you, man. Listen, I, I'm on your side. I agree with you. I, I, this is, this is craziness. And, and Carr, he realized he screwed up because he tried to, he tried to correct it. How, how old are you, by the way, Walt? How old a guy are you? I'm, I'm 40. Oh, you're 40. All right. So you, you, yeah. you've been through this before. You've seen this song and dance. You, you've, you've been, been through it. Yeah. And and your man that that made the the analogy about the Denver Broncos, uh, if something happened with their stadium and they moved to Boulder, that don't have nothing to do with us. You're talking about still it's still in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, but in all in all fairness, Ben lives on the border of Las Vegas. In, <laughs> I do. I, I do live very. <laughs> I live very close. It's <laughs> honestly it's honestly a closer <laughs> drive for us than <laughs> the Bay Area. So is. for me, this is geographically desirable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually benefiting from the Raiders moving to Vegas. I just feel bad for. The, I know. I, I, I want the, the problem here. Can I rent out your extra room, Ben? Sure. Then, why not? Yes. On on Raiders Sundays, I'll be right yeah. there next to the stadium. You can tailgate in my front yard. <laughs> no, but but like, well, I remember when I was a kid and the Rams left, and I was so bummed out. I was so pissed off when the Rams left to go yeah. and I wasn't having a kid when they left but I was I was annoyed and so yeah. you know that's 22 years ago uh, so it's enough and, I, I, and now I know your pain yeah. and I'm gonna tell you like this to all the to you know you got critics out there and so-called experts just talking about well it's the stadium ain't it's not up to par real football fans I'm not even gonna say Raider fans football fans in general real football fans we don't care about no stadium. You don't get to – we're not – hey, look, we sit out in the parking lot, we tailgate, we drink, we eat, we have fun, and you go inside the game and you sit down and you watch the game. Nobody cares about how many big screens is on the wall and and, well, that's and what not, kind of lights. And, well, that's we not, don't that's care not, about all that. Well, that's not necessarily true. I think the people over at Google – Probably care about that, and the people at Apple and Yahoo—are they even still around? Yahoo, I don't even know. The big internet companies that are Facebook that are all there—they care about that that junk. All right, thank you, Walt. Uh, appreciate that. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do this, and we bring in the coop. Daluk, Justin Cooper, Bronco fan, Laker fan, Angel fan. He's not having a good time. Yeah, Angels won today. 
or last night. Congratulations. Let's assume that Kirk Cousins doesn't go anywhere and spends this season with the Redskins. Thank God. Still, the Skins' offense will look quite a bit different from last year. Both top receivers, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, have left for other teams. Instead, the Redskins have acquired Terrell Pryor and hope that their 2016 draft pick, Josh Dotson, will take a leap forward. Wide receiver Jameson Crowder was interviewed about the changes on offense earlier this week, and he said that he thinks the offense can still be, quote, really explosive. Ben, do you think the Redskins' offense will take a step back next season? Well, yeah, the, the numbers, the data, the data says yes. The, the, the Redskins were third in passing yards per game last season. The idea that that's going to happen again this season, it, it's unrealistic. There's going to be a backslide for the Washington Redskins' offense, the passing offense. Now, that said... I think the Raiders, or the Raiders, the Redskins should finish in the top 10 in passing yards, even with all these changes, and I'll tell you why. A, the most important dynamic of the passing offense is a relevant quarterback and a solid offensive line. You throw those two things together. You need time to throw in the perfect situation. You can't overcome a bad offensive line, but it's easier when you have a solid offensive line, a unit to spin together. Those elements are still in place. The Redskins' offensive line, for the most part, is back intact. Kirk Cousins will be able to manage the offense and should be able to put up pretty good numbers again this year. Are they going to be the third-best passing team? Well, that depends on the game situation. If the Redskins have the lead, they're not going to be throwing the ball as much, and so the score is going to dictate a lot of that for the Redskins. One of the reasons that Washington put up those passing numbers was because their defense wasn't all that great. They were a mid-level defense last year, 18th in the NFL. Will the defense be better this year? And B, Terrell Pryor, I like the chances of him putting up mammoth numbers in Washington. He's on a short contract. He needs to produce and prove that he can put up numbers on a team that's not a doormat like the Browns in garbage time. If he does that. Pryor's looking at one of those massive paydays, either with the Redskins or somebody else. And don't forget, Jordan Reed, pretty good tight end. He's back with the passing game. And you got Jay Gruden, the coach, who's said to be one of these offensive geniuses and all that. So, all in all, the Redskins still should put up good numbers, but they're not going to be as good as last year. Next! When you look at the statistics of DeAndre Hopkins from 2015 to 2016, you see a sharp decline. He went from 1,500-plus yards receiving down to 954, while his touchdowns went from 11 to 4. Of course, fans and even Hopkins himself will be quick to point out that he had Brock Osweiler throwing to him last season. When asked about whether he declined last year, Hopkins replied, A down season? It's a team sport. I did my job. Yeah. Ben, do you think DeAndre Hopkins is still a top receiver in the league? Yes. In fact, if he would like to play for the Rams... I would love to see him in an L.A. Ram uniform. I think that would be great. couple things here. Number one, this is a great reminder that a receiver needs at least an average quarterback to be able to put up numbers. In this age-old debate, it's not the chicken and the egg argument. It's what's more important, the quarterback or the receiver. And DeAndre Hopkins was a wonderful stat stuffer with legendary quarterbacks like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brian Hoyer, even T.J. Yates in Houston. His skills did not deteriorate last season. He just couldn't overcome the stank of Brock Osweiler. Second thing, unless the Texans are going to be able to make a trade or make a quarterback appear out of thin air or draft someone, they are going to be rolling with Tom Savage as their quarterback. And that means there is an 80% chance that DeAndre Hopkins 
is going to have another wasted campaign deep in the heart of Texas. And if that happens, then you can expect Hopkins and his guys, the people around him there, to raise holy hell and demand a relocation situation to find a quarterback with a pulse. He's going to be 25 years old this summer, Hopkins. You don't want to waste multiple seasons in the middle of your career and be neutered because you don't have a competent quarterback. Next! Here's a headline that involves one of your favorite practices in sports. Andre Johnson will be signing a one-day contract to retire as a Houston Texan. Yeah, I'll be doing that here at Fox Sports Radio someday. (laughs) Ben, well, we know you hate all these scripted honors and accolades. I do, yeah. Let's say that one of your favorite teams decided to induct you into their ring of honor or, you know, whatever they call their their thing. Yeah, their thing. Or even invited you to be an honorary Uh, member of the team, a la Tony Romo. Yeah. Who would you pick, Dodgers, Clippers, or Rams? Well, all of these things are hokey. They're all corny. But I'll play you a little game here, Coop. And my choice would be the Clippers. And the reason I would go with the Clippers is you don't know this, Coop. And I don't talk about this. This is something I should brag about. I don't. But the Dodgers have, and if you go to the press box at Dodger Stadium, behind the, where the writers sit, the Vince Scully press box, there's a media dining room. And above the media dining room is a list, like a wall of fame of a prominent media people that were influential in L.A. media, luminaries who have covered the team over the years, it's a wall of fame. And if you look closely and you get out your magnifying glass, my name is – I've been enshrined in this thing right next to former L.A. Times columnist T.J. Slimers uh, right there, if you're looking for it. That's a point of reference there. So uh, so that was that was pretty cool, but I don't brag about that. And the, the Clippers, you know what they got to do? How about a statue of me and Clipper Daryl, right? It, Clipper Daryl can have that bullhorn. <laughs> we'll reminisce that – Famous march through the streets of Los Angeles years ago, the great march for LeBron James. I think that would be wonderful. So I'm all about that. It can be immortalized in a statue for that wonderful event in the Wayback Machine. All right, there it is, Mallard of the Third Degree. How did we do? Ben, you went too far with the statue. You failed this edition. I didn't go too far. You get nothing. Everyone gets a statue. It's like a mausoleum around Staples Center with all the statues. It's embarrassing. I've been to cemeteries that don't have as many statues for dead people. You know how much bronze they would have to use? Not enough. Listen, they could make, the make it like an Easter egg, and it could be hollow in the middle. I don't, I don't care. I'm fine with that. All right. It's, uh, it's, how disappointed are kids when, they, uh, when you, they haven't had like an Easter bunny before, and then they realize that there's no, it's not solid? Like, every kid gets really bummed out when that happens. Right? All right, here's the instant trivia. Which tight end, this guy played nine seasons in the NFL, nine, uh, made six Pro Bowls, won a Super Bowl, and is currently a color commentator on radio for a Southeastern Conference school? That's the instant trivia, the answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you could follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop da Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan. Yay. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. A passionate hour of radio. Time now for the instant trivia. Which tight end played nine seasons in the NFL, made six Pro Bowl teams, won a Super Bowl, and is currently a color commentator on radio broadcast for a Southeastern Conference school. That's the question. What's the answer? Eddie, what say you? 
Uh, I'm going to go with um, Martin Jones, Martin, the goalie of the San Jose Sharks. Please, uh, no. Shut off the uh, others. Kimball and Gathers going with Dallas Clark. Uh, Charlie Batch was guest. Todd Heap from Mike in the LBC. I see what you did there. Starling Marte from Frank in L.A. Boo. Uh, who else? Bill O'Reilly from Justin. Jeremy Shockey, guest by uh, a guy. All right, the uh, correct answer, Keith Jackson. Remember him? Played with the Eagles, the Packers. Won a Super Bowl with Green Bay. It's Keith Jackson. He's in Arkansas doing radio. Being a prisoner of the moment. That's going on right now in the NBA. We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote the winners in the nba three games the wins go to the road team the chicago bulls they win in boston and they're up 2-0 as the eight seed a 500 regular season team closing in two wins away from becoming the sixth number eight seed to upset a number one in the first round and the first to do it since the 76ers upset the bulls back in the 2012 playoffs that's a lot of people don't remember that, but and it wasn't that long ago, but that's the last time that it happened. Game three will be Friday in Chicago. And then Toronto, the Raptors squared up their series with the Milwaukee Bucks. DeMar DeRose coming up big. He had the go-ahead jump shot late in the fourth quarter there in that one, and the Raptors, you saw it. You, if you did watch it, you might not have because I think this was on NBA TV. And I don't go out of my way to watch NBA TV, but that's just me. Very bougie like that. But the Raptors did beat the Bucs, so that series is even up. And the Clippers uh, led from start to finish, and they beat the Utah Jazz by eight. That's a push on the gambling line. That's a push on the gambling line. But the Clippers win the game, led by Griffin, Paul, and DeAndre Jordan. And so they'll go back to Salt Lake City uh, this weekend for a couple of games in Utah. Now, I wanted to talk about something not involving any of those teams, but it does involve the NBA. And we'll get back to the Raider conversation that we had last hour, a very passionate conversation. It got heated uh, about the the car the, the car comments. Derek Carr crossing the line. He admitted he screwed up, but the, the, my man Danny G over there still defending Carr, going down, going down with his guy. Uh, anyway, so the, and this is not about David Fisdale's temper tantrum. I'm not talking about that right now, but it does involve the Spurs Grizzlies matchup, and I got to leave it to a couple of old school legends to give us something to talk about, because this is not a great conversation-driving matchup. The Spurs are clearly better than the Grizzlies, and, yeah, we could talk about the officiating, and you do that any day in the NBA. There's always great grand conspiracies involving NBA officiating. It's the way the league's been set up since David Stern took over, and now Adam Silver continuing that tradition. But this conversation that we need to have is about Kawhi Leonard, who has played very well over the last couple of years for the San Antonio Spurs and had a marvelous game in Game 2 of the Memphis-San Antonio series. The issue is where does he belong, Kawhi Leonard, on the pecking order or in the pecking order around the NBA? And I don't know if you were paying attention. I, I actually missed this. I, I did not catch this the first time, but I was sent this, and it caught my attention. And I, everyone's right now in sports media – 
They're trying to one-up each other with superlatives to describe the current star player in San Antonio. And that's Kawhi Leonard. And Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley joined the conversation and listened to them try to one-up each other with praise for Kawhi Leonard. Kids, you need to watch Kawhi Leonard and learn from him. This guy right here is a bona fide superstar. A lot of people don't say it, but I'm saying it here right now. Kawhi Leonard is definitely a superstar, second best player in the league. I don't think there's a doubt about that. I mean, LeBron's the best player in the world, but that kid right there, offense, defense, he does it all. He might be the quietest. The quietest. The quietest. <laughs> quietest. The quietest. You know, Ernie, he never makes an expression. Like, never. If, they, if they call a good foul or a bad foul, he never says anything. All right, so that was from TNT. That's Shaq. If you missed it, Shaq was the one that said Kawhi Leonard's definitely a superstar. And he's the one that initiated second best player. And then Charles Barkley backed up what Shaq said and said he's only trailing LeBron James. So I wanted to talk about this with you because the question is rather simple. Do you agree with a couple of legends of basketball, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, that Kawhi Leonard is the second best player in the NBA? Now, obviously, the reason I brought this up is I don't agree. I do not agree with Barkley and Shaq, and I want to explain to you why I do not agree. First of all, Kawhi Leonard, wonderful player in San Antonio, and it's not about whether he's good or not. He's clearly good. He's very productive for the San Antonio Spurs. The argument is rather simple. If you dropped Kawhi Leonard on the Sacramento Kings, nobody, not a a single man, woman, or child would go out of their way to pay any attention to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, And you certainly would not put Sacramento near the top of the basketball food chain if you put Leonard in a Kings uniform. NBA commentators, as I said, they're trying to one-up each other with praise and admiration for Kawhi Leonard. That's what's going on right now. That's wonderful. I'm not going to be part of that. He's a good basketball player. But the key thing in life, and in, in really in this conversation, is to not be a prisoner in the moment. I'm not going to be one of Pavlov's dogs here and slobber all over Kawhi Leonard like everyone else. I'm not doing it. He's a good player. He's not the second best player in the NBA. He's simply not. And secondly, uh, we have seen this act play out before. That's part of my hesitation, a big part of my hesitation, to be like all these other people and just jump on top of the bandwagon and have a flag atop my head and go, woo-woo. I'm not doing that. The reason I'm not doing that, and I would say shame on Charles Barkley in particular and shame on Shaquille O'Neal for forgetting the legend of Scottie Pippen, right? Scottie Pippen, and if you're of a certain age, you know this. If you don't, you've heard stories about it. Scottie Pippen was celebrated beyond belief for his play with Michael Jordan as the wingman on those amazing Chicago Bulls teams of many, many years ago. Uh, just an amazing run the Bulls had way back in the 1990s, back in the dark age. I mean, it was just amazing. Uh, no social media in those days. It was no, I don't know how they lived. But I remember taking phone calls from what I like to call blissfully ignorant types who claimed very confidently that Scottie Pippen was at that time, in that era of the NBA, the second best player in basketball. That Scottie Pippen was being held back on the, on the Jordan Bulls teams because of Air Jordan's greatness. And we, we saw what happened when Pippen left the comforts of Chicago and went out on his own. He was exposed. He was a good player with the Rockets, and he was a good player with the Blazers, 
but he wasn't nearly as good as everyone thought he was going to be. And to a lesser degree, we've seen a similar thing, although not as extreme, with a guy more recently named Tayshaun Prince. Now, Tayshaun Prince was celebrated in a very similar fashion, although not exactly the same because the Pistons didn't win multiple championships. They won one championship early in the the middle of the, the first decade of the 2000s. But they were regularly, I think it was seven years in a row in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Detroit Pistons in that era, and Motor City Hoop fans and NBA pundits collectively had very active, overactive imaginations, were convinced that the Prince of the Palace was a centerpiece player, dynamic in all areas of the game. And then we saw what happened when the veteran players that had been the rock for that era of Piston basketball, Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Rasheed Wallace, to name a couple, when those guys got long in the tooth, what happened to Tayshaun Prince? He wasn't able to carry the load. So the final word here, uh, who is the second best player in the NBA? Gun to head, uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. He annoys me. He's the Slim Reaper and all that. Uh, and he's not healthy very much, but Kevin Durant is the second best player with a wink and a nod to Steph Curry. And as for Shaq calling Kawhi Leonard a superstar, I would like to address that because the definition of superstar, if you go to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which has been around since the early 1800s, a superstar is a star, mostly in sports and movies, who is considered extremely talented, which check, Kawhi Leonard, extremely talented, has great public appeal, ooh, Ooh, that's that's tough. And can usually command a high salary. So Kawhi Leonard, I'd give him two out of three in that. Kawhi Leonard does not have great public appeal. He just doesn't. And you can yell and shout and cry and pout all you want. He, that's the reality of the situation. And so he doesn't move the needle. And that's part of it. You have to move the needle a little bit. Kawhi Leonard does not. So I would say shame on Barkley and shame on Shaq. And you know, make a living talking about the NBA. And anyone else, for that matter, who doesn't understand, you got to move it a little bit. you got to be a little bit of a polarizing figure. We live in a world where, at least in sports talk radio, we depend on that. We depend on that you know, outrage, panic, those type of things. We don't depend on cool, calm, and collected. Kawhi Leonard does not create reaction. He doesn't. He's not polarizing in any way. You know what Kawhi Leonard is? He's Mike Conley on a better team. That's what he is. Similar personalities. And if I were to say, who are the superstars? Who are the people that you would go out of your way to watch play basketball? I wouldn't put Kawhi Leonard on that list. I would put other players on that list. I'd put James Harden out there. Obviously, LeBron James goes without saying. Russell Westbrook, who I... I believe is overrated, but I would put Russell Westbrook out there, uh, Steph Curry, Blake Griffin, people like that. I'm not going to put uh, Kawhi Leonard there. I just don't think people go out of their way. The Spurs have this great thing going. Congratulations on that. Uh, it's a fine old machine as the old line goes. But to say that Kawhi Leonard is the second best player in the NBA, that is an overstatement is what it is. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox and Edmund. Dallas Willie Garcia. He's got his NBA bracket out right now, and he's looking at the what he's got on his bracket there, his big board in the NBA playoffs. And I did not fill out an NBA you bracket. Not. You're you know. not a real an, an NHL fan. bracket, yes. Yeah, so which, uh, yeah, which you guys did as well. Well, who's winning did. that? Who's winning that? 
I don't know. I haven't checked it. I figured I'd wait till after the first round was over to check in and see how the standings. You kind of know how the series are going right now. You have a, an idea who's going to win the opening round series. Yeah, like I said, I'll wait till after the first round is over to check in on it. Lazy. Should go check right now. You worried I'm winning? Are you probably worried I'm leading right now? Um, not worried at all. Well, I'm I'm the hockey guy. Not really. I am. All right. Well, let's talk about hockey then. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass. Well, the you. hockey guy should but talk I don't about hockey. I want to embarrass you. You do a I, puck I, podcast. I would, I would love I you wanna, to embarrass me. I don't want to humiliate you. Okay. Be wrong to hu- humiliate you. Be inappropriate. A lot of great reaction. I, this debate. I love a good debate. I love a good debate. It's a part of me, and it's maybe one of my weaknesses. But I love getting into it with Danny G and sparring with Danny G. That was. Fun. I enjoyed it. Danny's completely wrong, which made it more fun for me that he was dead wrong on his position. But I like the fact that he engaged me in that position. Oh, the hell, Bill Miller. And I, I appreciate the fact that he was willing to take an unwinnable position for the goodness of the show. And I know deep down this is – Danny's just play acting. He doesn't really believe what he said yeah, last right. hour. You want to apologize now, Danny? Now we're an hour later. You want to apologize for what you said? Go ahead. You were also speaking out of both sides of your mouth. I was not. On one hand, you say I'm a shill for the Raiders and I do PR for them. Yeah. But then you couldn't explain why I've stayed away from that god-awful Coliseum the past two seasons. Well, because you live in Los Angeles and that's and an It's open. got nothing to do with it. It does a, have a lot to do with it. I was a season ticket holder for eight seasons and I lived here in Burbank, California. All right, but that doesn't matter. You, you're far away. Huh. Again, you, you told matter. me. It doesn't matter. How, how does that matters. not matter? It does, maybe your finances change. Maybe you no, got different it, bills no, and things like no, that. No, it's got nothing Still to do with it. You can't afford the gas tax. I don't. <laughs> I can't on. afford the gas tax. Nope. $35 yesterday, Eddie. I got to fill up probably two days from now. So I got a, I got a seventy or a eighty dollar a week habit. Well, that's what you pay for when you you know roll around in that SUV of yours. By by the way, Big Ben Matt tweeted in. Let me guess, he's going to agree with you. No, no, no. He uh, just said to uh, to please let you know that that fifty four thousand number that you were rolling out is a sellout there in Oakland. And since they turned the corner with winning, yeah. they've had twenty thousand fans sign up on the waiting list for season tickets. So the fans did show up there. Well, not according to the stats that say that that is 86% of capacity. So why so is there wrong. a waiting list for season tickets? Uh, I, you'd have to ask the Raiders that. But uh, the only teams that were over 100% home attendance were the Arizona Cardinals, the Miami Dolphins, the Indianapolis Colts. There were a bunch. I don't want to. The Cowboys were like 115%. The Raiders were at 86%. So, well, you admitted you haven't so that gone guy to was, the stadium. That guy was wrong. In fact, the only teams that no, were, he's not wrong. They do have a no, waiting he's list. He's wrong. No, they have a waiting list for I'm season tickets. I'm looking at the numbers right in front of the data. Oh, Take that God. for your data. All right. <laughs> they definitely have a waiting, or they did have a waiting list for the the tickets. I don't know what the situation is now with things being okay. in limbo. I know. The Raiders are great. Everyone's going to their games, and uh, no, but you'll go tennis. when they're in Vegas. You'll attend, but you don't go don't to Raider know that games I'll go now. Go to Vegas? I don't. Maybe I won't go in Vegas. I, I might. I might protest because you of the lie. No, you're listen gonna, to me. You're going to be one of the first media dudes in nah, the new nah. press box because of the Vegas situation. Because of the NFL and hockey coming to Vegas, one of the, my favorite parts of Vegas is no longer part of Vegas. Free parking. I would go from hotel to hotel, and I'd gamble here a little at Caesar's Palace, and then I'd drive down to the MGM Grand, and I'd gamble a little there. And I'd go from hotel to hotel, and I'd leave a little bit of money everywhere I went. But now they're going to charge – they are charging for parking at all of those hotels. So as an act of protest, that's in part because of this, this pro sports thing 
So maybe I will not go. What maybe we got to do is be big ballers like Coop oh, and yeah. get that cre- that special credit card and no no parking, no parking fees. Free parking, is that right? Yeah. With okay. that card. What kind of card is that, Coop? It's a VIP card. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the M Life credit yeah. card. The M Life credit card. Right. And you promised me if I sign up for that coop, I'm not going to have to pay for parking. Like, how's it work? You just put the thing in the machine. They say, "Ah, oh, free parking." Yep. Really? Yep. You just put your credit card in there, and the lift opens up. What's? Damn! Oh, you don't even have to put the credit card. You can just put your uh, your player's card. Really? Yep. What's What's the catch? Well. The catch is that it's a it's an extremely high interest rate on the card, oh, okay. but if you pay it off in full every yeah. uh, every month, okay. then you're all good. Okay. All right. There's always the fine print. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We'll take a bunch of phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. And when I say a bunch, I hopefully more than one. Uh, 877-996-6369. Later this hour, Tinderoni Tips with Danny G. That's a live on Periscope. We'll have too much or not enough. And uh, straight ahead, nitwit scumbags and... Punks, we've got to pay that off. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you could follow our technical producer. He is the man who plays all the music and most funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. Last name is a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. What if she's 5'10 and has a badunkadunk? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And right to the phones we go. We dive into the deep end. We say hello to our friend Kathy in Portland, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kathy. Congratulations to the San Jose Sharks and your Clippers. Thank you, Kathy. We knew your Clippers were going to make it out of the series. Well, uh, I sure enjoyed team. the yeah. – yeah. Yeah. They're better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed your opening uh, monologue because uh, I have selective memory. And just for a moment, I was lonely for Rajon Rondo. Uh, I remember all those happy times. He did good things for the Celtics. <laughs> and he said, oh, no, he's doing things against us. But uh, you're right. He is a little inconsistent, to say the least. A little? He's the definition of inconsistent. <laughs> and my favorite Rondo story, I didn't even tell my, Kathy, I didn't tell my favorite Rondo story, was when he was playing for the Celtics and they were playing the Lakers. And the Lakers, this is a long time ago because the Lakers were good. And they asked him about the Lakers-Celtic rivalry. And he's like, there's no Lakers-Celtic rivalry. It's like, wow, <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's a Rondo quote. He wasn't he being sarcastic. He was not being sarcastic. No, he wasn't. He's great. He doesn't do sarcasm. Rondo does not do sarcasm. No, he does not. Yeah. Um, hey, what was wrong with what Fisdale said? Uh, whether you agree with him or don't, why does the NBA find him? What do they care? Uh, Take that for data. The league's more interesting, you know? Oh, I agree. I, I loved it. I would love all coaches to rant. Uh, my job would be much easier. I'd just come in here and play a couple of sound bites, and then I'd run off and do something else. It would be wonderful. But the reason he's going to be fined is because you can't say anything publicly about the officials. You can't. Oh, they go. They fine them all the time. Every coach gets fined at some point. Pretty much every that's coach rid- gets fined. That's a ridiculous rule. What do they care? I mean, it's good publicity for the league. It makes the league more interesting. <laughs> uh, hey, I, they don't I, have agree. A, I have a question for you, sir. Yes, Kathy. You know, I, I waited for almost two hours oh, to here talk we go. to you. Oh. And you know, last time you almost blew me up. You know, I stuck up for your Clippers. Yeah. That's true. You, know, you, 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 you get on, you you get on my nerves. Games. 
You got my nerves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna, I was gonna give you a golden ticket, Kathy, but now I don't know that I want to give you a golden ticket because I helped you win two games of password. One of them was a pretty bad game, though. That's a good point. And you sound just like our boss. So (laughs) I'm I'm gonna give you just, just, just why you wanted to blow me up. Just because you sound like one of our senior management people, uh, I'm going to give you a golden ticket. Be, and, oh. and not not because of any other reason, but because you sound just like one of our bosses. Is, is that because you feel sorry for the Celtics? Uh, no, I don't feel sorry for the Celtics. I've got a golden for almost blowing me up. Thank you, yeah. Ben. All right. Thank you, Kathy. All right. Hey, go Celtics. Right. There you go. And take, uh, go somewhere. Take the Red Sox with you. Okay, thank you. There she goes. Uh, Rob is in San Jose, and he's next on Fox hey. Sports Radio. All three, hello, uh, this is Robin San Jose. Um, we're talking about the Raiders move, and uh, I just think that this relocation thing is really a systemic poison. It's really kind of hurt the league's image and the fact that they want public funding 100%, especially in a progressive state like California. I really do think there should be pro sports in Vegas. If Vegas would build the Megaplex and games were scheduled there and hyped on TV, the TV revenue could help out a lot of the leagues, including creating a general fund so they could build uh, – meet the cities halfway like San Diego and Oakland and meet these uh, municipalities, uh, the general counties. You know, it's just not just Oakland. It's the Alameda County area that will fund this. It's not the city of Oakland going back, you know, kind of getting a little bit where Eddie was saying that, you know, uh, you know, it's not the city of Oakland. Yes, but it's the Bay Area. It's the Bay Area's AFC team, and it always it's just stated there. It's a landmark team, and so are the Chargers, and the L.A. Rams should have never been moved. And they, they were restored, and I think there's three teams in Florida. We could move the Jaguars to St. Louis today, and it would work, and keep the two teams where they are right now in Oakland and, and in San Diego, and, and put, build a megaplex for sports and start Friday night football in Vegas and schedule four or six games, and, and the TV revenue, revenue of the uh, NFL alone will, will work out. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. You, you realize, though, that, that Vegas is the fifth smallest media market in the NFL. But if it was hype, it would be a national thing because yeah. you'd have marquee lineups. Yeah. Eight, you know, it's just like going to Mexico City or London. It does, people do watch it. And it would, it's contracted, and, it's, and maybe even tax-free uh, well, incentives for the NFL pl- in, 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 in play Nevada. A game on I mean, the, you never know. Play a game on the North Pole. People would watch that also if it was snowing. Yeah, but, you know, and- Vegas does have it just need to be promoted. I just don't think they should, have, they should keep their exclusive paradigm of, you know, we, we got this facility, and we scheduled games here, and we even comp tickets for people here. We, we just don't steal hometown major league teams. And it's their baby. They've just stated yeah, they have to be the I, landmark team. I, I, I mean, I I'm, you. I'm with you, you know. Right. Well, good. Uh, I like you that you're with me. Yeah, it's great. You see that? Raider fans for Maller. Right there. That's Rob. I didn't ask Rob to say that. Raider fans for Maller. Not for Danny G. I'm not the guy with the Raider tattoo on my arm. <laughs> That's Danny G Radio. But that guy, Rob, had my back. He's my boy. Yeah, he sounded like a great NFL he fan. He sounded like a very knowledgeable NFL fan. Absolutely. You know, he's, he could take Jake Glazer's job. He could. He knows about the NFL. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Uh, we will press on too much or not enough. If you would like to play too much or not enough, you can do that very simply at 877-99 on Fox. We'll go live on the Periscope app a little bit later with Tinderoni Tips with Danny G Radio. We'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, hey, let's find out what's trending. 
The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We get to too much or not enough in a moment. 877-99 on Fox if you would like to participate. Do we have the audio on this? Can we go to the audio tape, as they say? Now, Charles Barkley has responded to what I believe is a straw man. Uh, Charles Barkley commenting. He made some comments the other night. We played them. I didn't think there was anything to them about Isaiah Thomas. And Barkley was used the term uncomfortable, and I think everyone was uncomfortable watching Isaiah Thomas cry uh, on the bench before the Celtics played game one with the Chicago Bulls. So Barkley made some initial comments, and there were a few people on social media that got upset and were annoyed with Barkley, and he responded to kind of a straw man, and here's what Barkley had to say. He ranted and raved. I want to address something that really bothered me while well, I heard that all these nitwit fools idiots were complaining what I was saying about Isaiah Thomas the other night making me uncomfortable number one I don't care what y'all think I don't care what your mom and daddy think either just for the record but to insinuate what I was trying to or what I was saying I'm uncomfortable talking about his pain and then going to basketball for all you knitted nitwit scumbags idiots punks to try to make that a story because y'all don't have ratings and use my name to draw ratings. Don't do that. If you don't have any talent, just accept the fact you don't have any talent. Let me be me. Uh, I've talked to Isaiah. He didn't take any offense to that, but I was talking about I wish him and his family nothing but the best before you punk to try to make a big deal out of something. It just pisses me off, obviously. Okay, so I'm good now. And now you're good. Well, at least let us know so we can join in next time. No, because they, like, I was buying my own business yesterday, and they were like, I know. All right, Uh, so nitwicks, uh, scumbags, and punks. That's vintage Barkley. I don't care what you say about me. You piss me off. Ah, oh, he's great. That's why he's the he's the wonder, most wonderful TV ex-jock. Most of these ex-jocks are terrible, unwatchable. Barkley is not. He's the exception to the rule, but uh, most of these guys are just uh, nails on a chalkboard. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is it too much or not enough? Enough already. And let's get to the game. Too much or not enough. There is a golden ticket on the line. And get that Periscope app ready. I know you got a smartphone. And if you don't have a smartphone, don't worry about it. But if you have a smartphone, get that Periscope app ready to go. And you can uh, log in to Periscope. And it's Eddie on FSR. It's Eddie on FSR. And you... Type that in, and Eddie will broadcast live. We'll be here. We'll turn the lights up a little bit, put my pants on. We'll be good to go. I do have a special uh, gift that someone sent me to help out with the dark studio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's get to it. Oh, well, don't do that. Turn that off. Are you trying to blind me? Crap. All right. Let's uh, say hello to Ronnie B. in Oklahoma. Hello, Ronnie B. Hey, man. How's it going tonight? This morning, shall I say. Ronnie, if I was any better, I'd be a Sooner, but not an Oklahoma Sooner because they didn't win the national championship last year, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but uh, a Sooner bred, Sooner born, and when I die, I'll be Sooner dead. Me also. Me yeah, also. I hear you. All right. 
Let's get to it. Here we go. Too much or not enough. Ronnie B., tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. I am a professional tourist. Nice. You just retired. You travel around. You just kind of check stuff out. Is that what you got going on? No, I'm a truck driver. Oh, same thing. Oh, there you go. Same thing. <laughs> now, where, where are you based in Oklahoma or are you just passing through Oklahoma? No, no, I'm actually based in Oklahoma. Okay, right. probably about probably about six miles from Norman, Oklahoma. I live in Moore, Oklahoma. Oh, nice! I've been to Norman, Oklahoma. I, I covered a college football game years ago in Norman, and it was one. I had a wonderful time there. Although the, I went to the radio station in Norman, and it made me question my choice of going into radio. Cause yeah, this, yeah. You know, this, this, I, I, I cannot believe you're actually saying that Russell Westbrook is not the, the second-best player in the NBA, but that's another story. Yeah, We don't have time for that right now, but call back at another time. We'll get to that. Let's play the game. Ronnie, the truck driver slash tourist, you have a chance to get a golden ticket if you get this right, these, these questions right. Get three right, you win. You ready to do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Question one. The Los Angeles Clippers had seven dunks against the Utah Jazz in game two on Tuesday night. Is that too much or not enough? That's not enough. Is that right? That's right. Good job. I did mention this earlier in the show, but not enough is right. The Clippers had 10 dunks to only one for the Jazz. So for paying attention, you got that one right. You're on your way. One correct. You got to get two more right. You win the game. Question two. The Boston Celtics are the fourth Number one seed to go down 0-2 to the number eight seed. Is that too much or not enough? They're the fourth. Uh, that's too much. Is that right? This guy's on, he's on a roll, this guy. Ronnie B. Correct, too much. The Celtics, only the second number one seed to fall down 0-2 to the eight seed, joining the 1993 Suns against the Lakers. I believe that's at home, though. I think that's only at home. I think it's happened. Other than that, all right, you are correct. You're one right answer away from that golden ticket. We move on to question three for Ronnie B. And here it is. LeBron, LeBron James has now won 15 straight first-round games. Is that too much or not enough? 15 straight first-round games. Too much. Too much. Is that to write? No, no, believe it or not, uh, not enough. The king, the self-titled king, LeBron James, uh, the win against the Pacers on Monday, that's his 19th straight first-round win. It it does help to play in the Eastern Conference. All right, you got two right, one wrong, and we move on to question four for Ronnie B. And here it is. The Yankees have started 8-0 or better at home six times in their glorious franchise history. Is that too much or not enough for the Bronx Bombers? Definitely not enough. Not enough. Very confident. You want to change that? You want to stay with that? No, I'm staying with that. Positively, absolutely All right. right. You sure you want to stay with it? I'm positive. Okay. All right. Uh, no, you're wrong. Uh, too, too much is the answer we were looking for. The Yankees have only started 8-0 at home three times. Babe Ruth never did it. Uh, but wow. other, other Yankee teams did, uh, 1943-51, and the great 1987 Yankees, which I think had Ricky Henderson and Dave Winfield, uh, that also a team that got it done. All right, so you didn't get that one right. Now you're in a slump. Well, I'm going to get you some smelling salts, okay? That shows you why I'm a Dodgers fan. 
Dodger fan, you should have gotten that right. I was born in Los Angeles. I mean, L.A., Long Beach, but that's the, okay. That's uh, okay. Next uh, question. Oh, you're a good man. I want you to win. Me too. You're winning at life if you're a Dodger fan. That's you, right. Gonna, I agree. You're going to go to Blue Heaven? It's going to be great. <laughs> Hang out with all the <laughs> legends. All right, question number five. This is it. This is the seminal moment. Comes down to this. Ronnie B., you either win or you lose on this question. Are you prepared? Yes, sir. Let's go. Right, you listening. You lock in also. See if you get this right. On Sunday, James Harden had his 20th career playoff game with 30 points or more. Is that too much or not enough for the Rockets star? You win or lose on this question? 20th career points with 30 points or more. Too much. In the playoffs. Uh, it's too much. All right. Is it too much? Let's find out right now. That's a winner! Yes, yes. You have won the game! Yes. You're the smartest man in the world! All right. Too much and not enough winner, Ronnie B. in Oklahoma. That's how we do it. Congratulations, Ronnie. As the winner of Too Much and Not Enough, you do not win a new car, but you do win a golden ticket. Because I've got a golden ticket. Congratulations, Ronnie. Use that or pass it on to somebody else, but it's yours. You have 30 days, 30 days on that. It's yours to do what you want. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Have a great night. Good job. Uh, Thank you, too, Ronnie. Be safe out there in the roads of Oklahoma. All right, we will get to this exciting Tinder Rowney tips. Will Danny G give Carmelo Anthony some love advice now that he's available? He's estranged from his wife. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping, post stories, and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And I don't want to give the surprise away, but if you do see the Periscope app and you're, you're on it right now, and Eddie's going to start broadcasting live here. We're going to do Tinderoni tips. This is either the, the coolest thing I've ever done or the dumbest thing I've ever done, and I'm not sure what. And I don't want to give it away, but it's it's much more of a visual thing than an audio thing, so there's really no reason to tell you what we're doing. All I will say is right now, from where I'm sitting in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, I feel like I've been pulled over by the, by the police. I feel like I need to hand over my driver's license and my registration. And with, with that being said, again, this is either the coolest or the dumbest thing I've ever done. I present to you now, Tinderoni Tips. Tinderoni Tips. A bit of a dry spell. Tinder guru Danny G is here to help. If you have a romantic <laughs> query and you are under the age of 50 and you're not freaky or disgusting, please give us a call. Well, Danny G is making his way into the main studio. I think, I can't see him, but I think he's making his way into the main studio. He's walking around here. And uh, I plan to turn the lights all the way up. That's not exactly happening. But Tinderoni Tips is a dating relationship advice, not just dating. You're married, you need help, uh, whatever it might be. But get that Periscope app going. Eddie on FSR on Periscope. And uh, here we go. Oh, I'm being blinded. All right, very good. Uh, let's do this. You ready to go, Danny? Yeah, happy hump day. Yes, happy. You're, you're, you're flashing. You're so excited to be here. All right, uh, very good. Ken on Twitter says. What up, Ken? Oh, hold on, let me move my head like this. Uh, Ken on Twitter says, I have a new girlfriend but the old one has been texting a lot. How should I handle this? Decisions, decisions. 
All right, so Ben, the question is, is this yeah. new girl hot enough and cool enough <laughs> to discard the old one? Because a lot of us guys, we like to have as many options as possible. Best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so we kind of let the last one linger. It's like she's in the bullpen. So I, I don't know about his new girl, but if you want to make it work with a new one, then you got to have to uh, cut the old one it's all have to the be way. A, uh, yep. Separation. Situation. Situation. Well, you yeah. could be like Carmelo and just knock up a stripper. <laughs> you know that could that works out well. Uh, Laker Patrick on Twitter. Let me hold on. Move my head here. Laker Patrick on Twitter says, "I, I, I went on a really good date Saturday, but at the end of the date, when I went in for the kiss, uh, she had dragon breath. How do oh, I no. handle that? We've had this question before. This time bus the bus. That's a tough um, one. It really is because." Is there is there an easy way to tell a girl that she has stank breath? Give her hydrogen peroxide and have her gargle with it. Yeah, I had this happen on one date, Big Ben, and on the second date, before it even got to the point of a kiss, I just straight up gave her mints, and and <laughs> and I, I kind of made it turned it into a, like a little joke. I I told her here it's not an option, you know, and yeah. I and I took one too. So I kind of do it that way, do it in a joking way. That way you don't hurt her feelings right off the bat. But, yeah, you got to get a mint in there because that's just dragon breath on a date, no good. That's not good? No. Yeah, right. and you got to wonder about the rest of her hygiene. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> yeah, if you're going on a date, yeah. you got to get fr- so fresh and so clean all the way from head to toe. Well, and like like all of these things, we, you know, it depends on is she a 9 or a 10. You can put up with the bad breath if she's Ooh. a 9 or a 10. But dragon breath, that will knock her down to a 5 immediately. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jay Martin on Twitter. It's Tinderoni Tips on the Ben Maller Show. Danny G's in the main studio. And if you're on Periscope wondering what's happening, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we'll try to explain. Uh, Jay Martin on Twitter says, Should I believe my girlfriend when she tells me that she only slept with three men prior to me? <laughs> Koopa Loop and I were talking about this off air just recently. Yeah, women, they say whatever the woman tells you is her quote-unquote number. Add to it's it. That times four. Wow. Yeah. Because what women are sneaky and they're not going to be honest with you about so it's that times 4. So 3 times what? 3 times four, yeah. that's a lot. That's what 12. All right. Damn, uh, I've, I've been with 3000 women. What the? <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. Uh Lonnie on Twitter says uh, <laughs> the wife and I are headed to Vegas at the end of the month and she wants to dance. I'm 50. What age is too old for the club? Oh, uh, we've talked about yeah. this on the show 50 before. 50 is too old for okay. the club. Depends. 30. If you have $50 million, then yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. too old at all. So it just depends on your bank account, buddy. Yeah, Lonnie, I've done that. I've gone to the club after the age of like 30. Mistake. Sit there and do bottle service and just have the women dance around just have the women your do. VIP area. It's not a strip club, Danny. It's Turn a, it's it a into one. Turn, Turn it into yeah, your own a, champagne room. Yeah. All right, see that red light? You know what that means? Catch them if you can. It's the story from the world of baseball. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And the games last night in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks covered the spread but not the win as the Toronto Raptors get the win 
a 106 to 100 win. So the Raptors are even up in that series at a win apiece. And the Utah Jazz, uh, they that was a push on the opening line as the Clippers get an eight point win. And so the Clippers are even with the Jazz in that series. And the Chicago Bulls do it again. They covered by 21 and a half points. A 111-97 win for Chicago. The Bulls now up 2-0 over the reeling Boston Celtics in that opening round series. And tonight in the NBA, before we rant and rave like lunatics about baseball, we got a three-headed monster in the NBA the Atlanta Hawks and the Wizards, that's the game I think is on NBA TV. I think that is. I'm not sure. I don't have the schedule of TV in front of me. But the Wizards are a five-point favorite at home in that series. It opened at six, so there's some money coming in on Atlanta. That line's moved down a point. Oklahoma City and Houston, that's a marquee matchup. The Rockets are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. And just slightly more money coming in on Oklahoma City, and then the late game, Golden State with Kevin Durant possibly not in the lineup for the Warriors. The Warriors are still favored by 13-and-a-half over the Portland Trailblazers as the Blazers try to even up that series. All right, so that's the basketball story. The baseball story continues to fascinate. We're the the second, third week of the baseball season, a little over uh, two weeks into the baseball season, and it's kind of like a broken sink. The baseball world continues to catch cheats, but it's drip, drip, drip. Starling Marte, who's been an all-star for the Pittsburgh Pirates, is the latest. You might have seen this. Maybe you did not. But Starling Marte suspended 80 games for testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs. And I wanted to talk about this. The suspension is effective immediately. He's out. He gone. And Marte will not be able to take the field again until July playing Pirate Baseball. Marte, the first active Major League Baseball player to get caught under the new guidelines that baseball put in. And that means he loses his salary while he's out. He's ineligible for postseason play. Not that the Pirates were likely to make the playoffs, but if they were to somehow make the playoffs, Starling Marte will not be on the field. Now, Victor Conte who is the godfather of modern pharmaceuticals. If you're not familiar with Victor Conte, uh, while he has a music background, he is more known for his ability to get Barry Bonds into the all-time PED home run king status. When it comes to pharmaceuticals, there's no one else to check in with than Victor Conte. There's no one who knows more about this than Victor Conte. I don't know if you saw this either because Victor Conte did chime in on the suspension of Sterling Marte, and he ripped Marte for using what he called the Balco guy, Victor Conte called the kiss of death drug. That's what he called it, and it's Nandrolone, a synthetic anabolic steroid, which is what baseball claimed Sterling Marte tested positive for. And from what I read here, Victor Conte's argument is that that particular steroid, Nandrolone, not only stays in your system for a really long time, it is also easily detectable, and so it's the double whammy. If you're going to be a steroid cheat, this is the worst thing you could do. Now, Conte claims that this drug that Marte got caught with 
stays in your system for at least six months and up to 18 months, which means it's possible that Starling Marte did this a year and a half ago and just got caught. And and they claim, Conte does, that from one single use of this steroid, this synthetic anabolic steroid, that it'll stay in your system for up to 18 months. In other words, the Pirates outfielder, Starling Marte, failed an IQ test for performance-enhancing drugs. It's kind of like the NFL weed test. You have to be a country bumpkin to get a fail on the weed test in the NFL. They tell you, here's when you have to stop smoking the weed, here's when the test is, and then afterwards you can go into a room, you can cover up all the windows and all the air vents, and smoke till your heart's content, and guys still screw it up. So it's very similar to that. And meanwhile, what is baseball going to do, right? What is baseball going to do long-term? They've, they put some new rules in, but this is going to continue to be an issue, performance-enhancing drugs. Now, there's a guy, I didn't even know his name. I didn't know what team he played for. I'd never heard of him. This guy named Jake Diekman. You ever heard of Jake Diekman? Of course you have. And he's a, Who? He's a relief pitcher for the Texas Rangers. He's on Never the, heard of him. I know, because he plays for the Rangers. He's on the disabled list. And he offered his own solution to this. And I thought it was interesting and, and enough to bring up on the show, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Because Diekman, he, he came up with this plan, and it does not include a lifetime ban. He, he argues that if you get suspended in baseball for PEDs, you then make the minimum salary for the rest of your career. Right? Rest of your, you take something the players care about, the other players care about, money. So the question here is this, and the question for you. Are you going to buy this as a legitimate possibility or not? Now, this is unorthodox. Clearly, it's unorthodox to slash the salaries of those that get caught with PEDs. And I'm all for getting rid of performance-enhancing drugs, but I'm not buying this as a realistic possibility. I'm not, and I'll tell you why. A, at first, it sounds Awesome. It's kind of like saying you can eat as much cake as you want. You won't gain any weight. You won't become a big fat pig. You can eat as much cake as you want. Of course you would sign up for that. It's a great idea. And then you peel back the curtain and you see the problems. It's kind of like when you were dating, you know, going around, you were a single guy, and you're dating that beautiful woman. You met her at a bar, and you took her back, and you had a good time. You made some, uh, some great romance with her. And then the makeup came off, and you're like, oh, my God, what have I done? What kind of ma- – how much does she spend a month on makeup? It's that kind of thing. So it's, it's the old-fashioned risk-reward. Like the, the argument here is pretty simple. I mean, you would surely risk, if you're a ball player, getting caught for the salary of $20 million a year. If you're really good at PEDs, you know, you're a marginally talented ball player – Take a couple of shots here and a couple of pills here and rub some cream there, and you can get a $20 million a year salary. There are enough drugs available that can get you around failing a test that even the threat of lowering your salary, which is not legal, these are binding contracts that are out there. So it's, these are not, this is not something that legally can happen. But even if that was the case, 
it would not be a deterrent because the reward of a $20 million a year salary is so much that you'd be willing to risk that. And do you even know what the minimum salary in Major League Baseball is? I'm guessing you didn't. I had to look it up. I knew it was a lot, but I didn't know how much it was. The minimum salary. You get called up to the big leagues, you're on a big league roster. The minimum salary, you know what it is? $535,000. Damn! I looked it up. That's nine times the average net salary for an American in 2017. The the, the average net salary is like $59,000. And even if you failed the stupidity test, the PED test, you'd still get paid a wonderful salary, $535,000. I would take that. You would take that. You would take that. You would take that. We'd all take that, right? $535,000. That's, that's a really good place to be in. You know, I know a lot of people that have jobs that don't get raises. I know people that have worked places for years. They don't get raises. The companies stop giving out raises. So the idea that, oh, you're not going to get a raise, and then you throw in the fact that Sterling Mar- or Starling Marte is from the Dominican Republic. The average salary, if you were to, to look at the, the average salary based on the used pesos in the Dominican, and you transfer that to American currency, the average salary in the Dominican is like $10,000 a year. So that means the Major League Baseball minimum salary, if that data is right, if that data is correct, the Major League Baseball minimum salary is Roughly 52 times what you would make if you made an average salary in the Dominican. And the second part of this, the, the plan, this plan that this Rangers pitcher threw out of you know, no more huge contracts, it would help the owners out too much. Right? And I, I would not endorse baseball socialism. Uh, I'm not going to endorse that. Bernie Madoff is not the commissioner of Major League Baseball. You know, the idea of giving back money, I, I, generally not a good idea. Right? Slippery slope, not a good idea. You're better off banning players for life that get caught with PDs. I would be more in favor of that, having a zero-tolerance policy, than saying, ah, nah, give back some money. Right? And again, you're, you're more likely to get players that would sign off on that versus contracts are nell and void if you fail a PED test. And, and Marte is a great example. He's going to lose $2.2 million in salary from the Pirates, lost wages. He should just move to Vegas, which is lost wages Nevada. Uh, and Marte's in the middle of a $31 million contract. I think the number he's going to get after this suspension is over, he's going to get $19 million. After he's done with this, assuming he doesn't get suspended again, so he's already gotten a big payday, and he's going to make more money. He's not going to be eating noodles and panhandling on the side of the road to try to make some extra money. Uh, last thing on this, and we'll get back to the phone calls, the parting shot. Major League Baseball wants the best of both worlds when it comes to to PEDs. I mean, you have to look at it this way objectively. It's It's kind of like a government agency saying, we are tough on crime. And then feeding different parts of the community drugs and guns and giving them to criminals. It, it's, it's lip service is what it is. And maybe this is the wrong analogy, but I feel like it's lip service that you're saying, hey, we're tough on performance-enhancing drugs. We want to keep the game clean. And they're on their high horse. They play the, the moral card. And what happens universally to all these baseball players 
the the medium level baseball player that gets busted with PEDs. The owners hand out bags of cash. Bags of cash. I'll give you two examples. Melky Cabrera, the milkman, got nailed 50-game suspension with the San Francisco Giants in 2012. He got caught. And since that misstep, Melky Cabrera has earned $58 million in guaranteed money from the Toronto Blue Jays and the Chicago White Sox. Nelson Cruz, 50-game suspension back in the day with the Rangers in 2013. And since he got punished, Cruz has won the lottery. He's got $65 million in guaranteed cash coming from the Orioles and now the Mariners. Uh, So there's no financial punishment. It's one thing if these guys were already under contract like Starling Marte, but those players were not. Their contracts were up, and they still cashed in with other teams. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Garcia is alongside. Do you see what Joe Madden had to say about this particular issue? I did not see what uh, Joe Madden said. Uh, Joe Madden said that this issue, the the PED issue, the fact that Marte got caught, shows that baseball's drug testing program works. Well, yeah, he should have went a little further. It works on really stupid people. Is what he yeah. probably should have said. Yeah, I, again, I, I don't think it worked. Don't you? You said right now, and we have no proof, and we're just—it's like a witch hunt. But I, I think the, the the likely scenario is that right now in Major League Baseball, on rosters, there are players, a bunch of them, that are using performance-enhancing drugs. Would that be accurate? At least a couple on every team? Probably. Yeah. All right. But Joe Madden says the system works. It's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Geechee Dan is on Fox Sports Radio. What up, Danny G? What up, Hockey G? What up, Coop, the OG variety? Ben, I'm glad you mentioned earlier, about what, two hours ago, your daily commute from California to Nevada, because I got data for you, buddy. Now, Ben, if it's 560 miles from Oakland to Las Vegas and it's 600 miles from Oakland to L.A., of course the Raider fans obviously made that trip, so Danny G's right. They're going to go. And here's some more data for you, Ben. You are essentially driving, what, 3,000 miles round trip per week to work? So, hell yeah, true football fans are driving 1,200 miles yeah, round trip but they're per not, weekend. No, 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 You've been with me a long time. I got a question for you, too, man, but go ahead. The difference is when I drive to the studios, they pay me. Not a lot, but they pay me. If you drive to Vegas, you're the one dishing out the money. Ben, Ben, you, you can work from home. There, you know, uh, what's his name? Your, your boy works out of Vegas on Fox up there. You can, you ain't got to make that drive. But what, what <laughs> well, I'm, not a, I'm, is, not, I'm not a high enough profile person. They don't let me work out of home. I wish they would let me do my underwear, do the show with my underwear at home. I'm not, ben, I'm not allowed to do that. I, I, I have to come excuses. in. I'm a, I'm a peon here. I got to come uh, in. Here and, I, I don't want to hear your excuses. If you're a peon <laughs> and you call on the Raiders fans, you know, the average fan of peon. But I know what it is, Ben. You, you're jealous. Oh, yeah, I'm very jealous. Yeah. It's what it is, man. Okay. The Clippers, you know, your Clippers. Oh, that's, that leave the Clippers. That's irrelevant. The Clippers oh, are irrelevant no, to this conversation. Up, shut up, Ben. Your Clippers wow. are stuck under that same roof under the with the Just Lakers 
with no identity. So let's flip the script. Danny Jesus, this is going to be worried they wanted them golden tickets that I don't even need. If Steve Ballmer decided he wanted to move the Clippers to Las Vegas, what you think Danny Malley going to do? I already know what he's going to do, Danny G. He's going to volunteer to be the official tour guy and the parking lot attendant. So, Bill, nah, what would you the, do? The Clippers are not going anywhere. They, no, Ben, answer the question. You wouldn't let Danny G answer any of those questions that you asked him. So that's what you're going to ponder on tonight. If the Clippers I'm decided not, not to moving. move to Vegas, what's your stand? There are, in there, there are zero tell- rumors that the, Raiders, that the Clippers are moving anywhere. If anything, Ballmer's just going to build Answer an arena question, somewhere in Los ben, Angeles. What if, Ben, just like the Giants playing New Jersey, the Redskins playing Virginia, oh, it stop. don't matter oh, if the commute, being just like right. you know, 3,000 miles yeah, a week. All right, thank nice, you. Yeah, all right. That was definitely golden ticket worthy. Are you trying to hand out a golden <laughs> ticket? <laughs> yeah. Come right. on, Ben. All right, I'll give him a golden ticket. He was wow. golden that wrong. That was a good point because no, it's, it's not a good yeah, point. Yeah, because I you, would not be a Clipper you would fan step on it even quicker to get your M no, life card. I would, no, I would. Yeah, not. you would. Please stop. You and Chuck, you'd be uh, dining lie, at Vegas's lie, finest lie, restaurants. Lie, lie. You're all a bunch <laughs> of liars. You're all a bunch of liars. All right, Spend Maller's show on Fox. Now, we don't talk Take enough. Take that for data. Yeah, exactly. We don't talk enough tennis. I finally found a way to talk about tennis. What does love mean in tennis? We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. What does love mean in tennis? We'll get to that coming up. Right now, though, Dave is in L.A. on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Dave. Unless he's not. All right, Dave is gone. Let's go to Rachel, who's also in Southern California. Rachel's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Ben. Happiness is listening to you hours and hours in the night. What happened to your fifth and sixth hours of... um of show on the podcast they're right there on the podcast you can hear all five hours the hockey hour which eddie does an hour dedicated to the playoffs and that'll be coming up here in about half an hour i see i see but you know your com uh, your conversation about starling Marte. i'm curious to hear what uh, a rod has to say about that i mean his comments would be probably uh well worth listening to well a rod lost 22 million dollars that's right. When he was suspended. But he's also got another $400 million. So, yeah. Which all goes to show you that money is money, whoever gets it and whoever gives it out. Um, but what do you think about the Dodgers' chances of getting uh, another reliever? Yeah, I'd rather see them uh, improve their offense a little bit. I, the offense is not uh, up to snuff where I want the offense because I – I feel like their pitching will be good enough. And and the, the conundrum for the Dodgers is Rich Hill because if he's going to be garbage this year, they are uh, they're in some they're in some trouble because they need Rich Hill to win 15 games. And the fact that he can't pitch uh, without getting a blister is a nightmare. So they got to get him to – they got to find a way. These guys all make tons of money, and a damn blister is going to take you out for a month. Well, that's pretty sad to hear, but, I mean, uh, this is the second time he's been on the DL. I think he's going to try. It's not uh, even the end of April. Yeah. Just cut the finger off at this point. 
Well, there's also talk about trading Puig for Ryan Braun, which I think is kind of ridiculous. But uh, I don't have a problem trading Puig. I, I'm, Ryan Braun's not going to hit 40 home runs at Dodger Stadium. That's not going to happen. And he's past his prime. So you, you, you trade for guys past their prime, you're going to get diminishing returns. Uh, you just, you're not, you're not going to get Ryan Braun at the peak when he was doing all kinds of drugs and top of his game when he was on steroids. Speaking of steroids, he never gave up his MVP award, did he? When no, he, no, I think it's on his shelf in his mansion. I mean, the, don't shouldn't they have called that in? I mean, re, you know. No, it's it. not the NCAA. They don't. They don't. You know, there's a guy in the Hall of Fame, a sports writer who is like a child uh, molester. And he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, this writer from Philadelphia. So they don't kick you out for pretty much anything. Well, yeah. I understand those things happen. But um, probably Puig's going to have the best year that he's had uh, since he's been there with the Dodgers, oh, don't you think? From your lips to Tommy Lasorda's ears. I hope you're... No, to God's ears. Tommy oh. Lasorda, I don't think he's going to do much for Puig or anybody else. Well, I live Tommy's God, so... Oh, well, he yeah. is, yeah. I guess, yeah. to the Dodger fans, but... Yeah. I'm hoping that Puig will stay with us and do a wonderful job this year. Yeah, he's off to a, a, a good start. So I hope good. so. Yeah, all right. problem is there's like 12 months to go in the baseball season, so it's a problem. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there she goes, the lovely race. She didn't use a golden ticket, did she? No, she didn't. Hey, he, where are the white women at? Pretty sure she has it. Did we give her a golden ticket last time she called? We gave her one. But she, did, she chose not to use it. What does love mean in tennis? Uh, This is a new definition. We'll get to that. 60 seconds, no long commercial break. And also, if you want to play Password, the word game of the stars, very popular, the all-time wins king at Password. Uh, You don't have to pick me, but I've got more wins than anybody. We will. And and losses. Oh, look, Eddie woke up over there. Losses. You always with the losses. You never include that. I don't know why. It's not relevant. Okay. I'm talking about wins. Got more wins than anybody. And losses. That's I'm not talking about losses. I'm talking about winning. All right, we will have Password, the word game of the stars. We'll get to that, all of it, in 60 seconds. If you want to be part of it, 877-99 on Fox. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. And we will play Password, the word game of the stars, coming up here in a moment. But first, this is one of my favorite stories of the week. Now, there is pretty much no chance, if this did not happen, that we would bring up the Sarasota Open. There'd be really no reason to talk about the Sarasota Opens, a tennis event. But now we have a reason. Now, what does love mean in the sport of tennis? Well, the legal definition for the novice observer of tennis is often a very confusing thing. The language of tennis. Love means having a score of zero or nothing, right? That's what love means in tennis. This is the old-school definition of love. We take you now to the Sarasota Open, and a couple of tennis players we've never heard of. Are, and never will hear from again. Exactly. Are taking part in this event, and they are interrupted by a, a lovemaking uh, session that is going on 
while the event is taking place, and the, the play-by-play guy, tr- he, he tries not to talk about it because it's kind of embarrassing, and he doesn't want to bring it up, right? So, But he kind of has no choice. Anyway, let's go to the audio tape, and let's hear how it went down at the Sarasota Open tennis event. Once again. Love 15. Kruger has Stanford in a deficit situation. Can you hear it in the well, background? Well, that is huh? the most bizarre situation I don't know how to put this, folks, but somebody's phone going off in the stands. No, that's not a phone. Something is going off, but it's not the phone. They're laughing. They think it's hilarious. And it was an adult video. No, it's not. It's real people. 15 off. It's real life. That is an all-timer. I don't know how well you could pick that up at home. 30, 15... I still hear it. It's still going. What is going it on? can't be that good. Uh, 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 that was one of the players. He stopped the match. He said it can't be that good. No, that's not a phone. That is... That's an apartment across the lake. Oh, my God. 4815. Well, everybody was looking around to see where that was coming from, and finally figure out that yeah, wasn't a video well at least somebody's having a good night and again a very tight call uh, all right so there there it is i love that the, i don't know who that guy was the tennis player but it can't be that good uh that's i would say that's the minority of most people when they are uh Doing the nasty. Not vocal? Is that fair or not fair? I haven't taken a survey, but I've done my own research, and I would say most uh, not that loud. Anyone disagree with that? Boy, there's so so many lines I could say right now, but uh, <laughs> just let it go. You sure about that? I will say this. There we go. When you have a girlfriend who is that vocal, yeah. it's om- it almost gets to be uncomfortable because you start thinking about your neighbors. And, yeah. yeah. Well, because you, you're, yeah, and I, I've I lived in an uh, apartment for years, and I remember, yeah, there, there was always that one neighbor across the hall that was really, uh, you knew exactly when they were having sex and how long it was going. I mean, it was just, come on. That's that's wonderful. That's the Sarasota Tennis Open. Good job by that couple and uh, very active. You think they realized that they were interrupting the tennis match across the lake there? You think they probably not. All right, let's go to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Attention, everyone. And the password is password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And let's do it. Welcome in our contestants for this edition of Password, the Word Game of the Stars. Who do we have? We've got Steve in San Francisco. Hello, Steve. Hello there, Ben. How are you? Welcome in, Steve. You ready to do this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, cool. Tell the guy in Beaver Dam and the guy in Sheboygan what you do for a living. Uh, Actually, I'm a cab driver. Oh, you are? Cool. And how's that going for you? Uh, It sucks. Okay. How long have you been a cab driver? About five years now. Yeah, five years. All right. You burned out on it. Have you had any famous people in your cab? 
Uh, let's see. Plausibly um, famous. No, not that I can think. I did have a couple of baseball players that I was taking down to the Giants game. One of them was uh, telling me how. Uh, what was he saying? He was, he was just. He was. I was saying, you know, I might just accidentally drop you off a candlestick instead of uh, yeah. AT and T. Good line. You know. Yeah. It was just. He was. What was he saying? He was saying that. Uh, what's the guy's name? I forget his name now. I don't the know. Center fielder. Don't... We, the center fielder we had last year. I, he, he doesn't play anymore. But he. he uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Um, I, don't know. I can't think of his name, but he was saying yeah. he was saying how he's the worst center fielder in, in all of baseball. Oh, he's self-deprecating. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was like, you should be yeah, like those, those New York cabbies. Remember the famous story? Was it the late Pasquale Perez? This is back in the '80s. I remember hearing the story when I was uh, young. And the he missed a, a start at Yankee Stadium because the cab driver just drove him in circles around <laughs> around New York, and he showed up late to the ballpark. It was. Uh, it's pretty funny. All right, hold on a sec, Steve. And who else is going to play? Enzo is in Vancouver. Hello, Enzo. Hey, Big Ben. How's it going? Welcome in, Enzo. You've grown up with the Ben Maller Show, Enzo. How have I grown up with the Ben Maller Show? Because you're more of an adult now than you were when you first started calling the show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's a nice yeah. comment. Yeah, exactly. All right, and tell the guy, Steve the cabbie in San Francisco, and the guy in Beaver Dam, and the guy in Sheboygan what you do for a living. I'm a painter. I do mostly commercial work, though. How are those fumes going? Uh, it's all latex-based paint now, Ben. No water. Don't worry about it. I'm worried about your long-term health. I want you to be okay. Don't worry. I wear my protective gear, just like you have your mic uh, cover there, right? Mic condom. Yep, I do. That's right. <laughs> all right, hold on a sec. We practice safe radio here at Fox Sports Radio. We all have – well, Danny doesn't, but uh, everyone else has uh, – Danny's a, he's, he's going bareback he on the mic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the pullout method. I understand. All right. Right before you uh, pop yes, your peas. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Enzo and Steve. Steve, who do you want to partner up with? Steve the cabbie. Uh, you, Ben. It's good job by you, Steve. You're going to be on the winning team. These guys will <laughs> cheat, but don't worry about that. Enzo, who do you want to partner with? Let's do a classic matchup. We'll take uh, Eddie Garcia. All right. Uh, Edmund Dallas, uh, Willie Garcia. Chance for Eddie to redeem the uh, game from last week. Embarrassment? Not really. But uh, here we go. Ten words on the board. Yes. And, Steve, you are on the line first. You get to go first. Each word is worth ten points for every incorrect guess. We take a point away. And I'm going to open up Ben's first word here. Yeah. They are cut up right, and folded in half. You're already way, whining you over there. So much time. You just said it. It's his greatest skill. Yeah, Judgmental geez. John doesn't even call anymore. Stop. I didn't, I didn't even he's say He's like retired from calling. He's too tired. But yeah, this, this was Judgmental John's idea back in the day. I know. All right, Big Ben. Yeah. Number 10. Word number 10. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go with, let me see. I'm going to see if I can use this word here. I think that's one word. No? Well, they, they, you don't, they don't give us a clue. Huh? No, I mean, no, like, I, I thought Cannot I heard one, use one that. Why can't I use that? It's part of the word. Oh. It has the word in all it. Right, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, Who's trying to cheat now? I did not. I checked. I made sure. Uh, let's go with uh, bullet. What did you say? Bullet? Bullet, yeah. Uh, Steve McQueen. Oh, my Holy God. Holy Moses. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, timeout. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, this is going to be good. No, Let's no, keep going. Oh, look how excited okay. Coop is. Now, Steve, do you know how to play? I'm sure Coop told you how to he play. He clearly password, knows right? how to play. That was a great, Wait a second. You, great answer. You said, okay, you said bullet, right? 
Yeah, I said bullet, and then you okay. said, what did you say? Yeah, yeah, Steve McQueen, yeah, okay. It was a bad guess, okay, but it's hard to, on the first... No, on that's not a clue. bad guess. That's a terrible guess. I think guess. he might have, maybe he was in a movie called Bullet. Is that right, uh, Yeah, Steve? exactly, uh, exactly, okay. yeah. All right. Oh, so, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, These are just, uh, I mean, how? I mean, there's no way right, I'm going to get it on that one clue. Well, they, I can't I, get I, it. Well, it was actually yeah. a really good clue, and you would have gotten if you knew how to play the damn game. <laughs> I think I, I used to watch Password. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, All right, I'm Enzo. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Enzo, uh, that yep. was how not to do it. Uh, the password for you is firearms. Gun. Yep. That's right. Oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or not. You could go back hey, to ben, what you maybe you should, ben, ben, maybe you should have said pistol or something. Well, I could have said that. I mean, I think bullet was a wonderful clue. <laughs> Bullet's a terrible it's clue. It's a wonderful clue. I would have guessed ammo. Look at okay. Koopa's. You don't even, you put a guy on, doesn't know how to play the game, and now you're trolling See? me. Now you play me, play me no. someone else, as I'll, always. <laughs> Koopa's the only guy in radio. He makes a mistake and then does a victory lap after I he make makes a mistake. a mistake. You put a guy on to play bullet? the game who doesn't know how to play the game. Bullet. Jerry, you don't know how to play either. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. McQueen. <laughs> All right, here we go, Eddie. Steve yeah. McQueen. Your first, yeah, it was a great. It was a great answer. <laughs> first word is real close. Number eight. Number eight. All right, Enzo. Oh, let's, e- uh, let's take a, a giant uh, lead here. E- the password e- is a physician. Doctor. That's right. E Z. You want to go ahead and end the game now? I think it's pretty much No, over. I want to see what this guy's going to come up We're with the next time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do need to pause for the cause. All though. right. Really? Yeah. Do one more real quick. Come on. Just really. Come on. Yeah. Throw one out. I just no. want to see what no, you get. No, we need, we need no, to. No, because if he gets his stupid answer, I'm going to end the game right now. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Number one. Word number one. All right. Steve? E-Z. Yeah. I, <laughs> you haven't heard this guy play. All right. Steve the cabbie. Yeah. The the clue is data. Computer. No. A little closer. Yeah, all right, all right. We'll throw that word out. Right, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. We'll throw the word. We got a pa- we got a hard break here. So we, we don't all right, throw we the will word have out. the conclusion of password. We're still on that the word. word. No, we're not. Yeah, we uh, are. That is over. No, we it are isn't. That word we out. get a chance at it. We are done. No, you don't. Yes, we do. No, you don't. Yes, it, we do. That's, no, that's illegal. We, we, I was a How test. is it illegal? That's a test. Uh, Stop. No, we will no, have that word coming back. I need some popcorn. This is awesome. Yeah, we'll have the conclusion of the. Steve McQueen edition of Password. <laughs> this is Coop's Revenge. Uh, he's bad at his job. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Do we even need to go back to Password at this point? I don't know. Just declare me the winner and we can move on. Well, Coop's the real winner. He's the one that. Hey, Coop, the game what's the score? Him. By the way, it's nineteen to zero. Yeah, who's winning? Steve McQueen. Uh, you, you, you and Enzo. No, Steve McQueen's the one that's winning. Uh, Steve, are you there, Steve? Yeah, man, I'm here. You should have said rifle or pistol or something. 
Oh, that you would have gotten it if I had said that. But yeah, it, those would have been better clues. Bullet, of course, you immediately said Steve McQueen because you know on password <laughs> okay. that would be a oh, reasonable answer, a very sensible yeah. answer to come up with. But Steve if, McQueen. But if Ben said rifle, you might have said Old Yeller. Was that that last one? Information. <laughs> uh, the date. The data one. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Should we just end this? Is this uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's probably Congratulations, better. Congratulations, right? I, 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 Enzo, you win a golden ticket. <laughs> Worst, golden ticket. most useless win I've ever. Least satisfying, most embarrassing. I feel wonderful about it. Oh, it's just terrible. Shut Congratulations, out. Nineteen Enzo. to nothing. Yeah. Hey, Steve, I like you, Steve, but I, you know. All right. The game, I get the it. game show thing's not for you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks, thank, man. Thank, call anytime, Steve. But uh, all right, guys. All right. All right, go go sniff some paint there, Enzo. All right, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Ben. Take it easy. All right, there he goes, the great Enzo, in Vancouver, where they the Costco in Vancouver has chicken fingers. Better Costco than I have. I don't have chicken fingers at my Costco, but in Vancouver, I think it was Enzo that sent the picture. They got chicken fingers. Pretty cool. Out kick the coverage with Clay Travis, coming up on many of these Fox Sports radio stations. Right now, we say hello. To Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. At 5:52 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time on uh, Wednesday, uh, April 19, 2017. Hey, Sergio Garcia, why don't you uh, join the Chicago White Sox? And thanks for the, uh, you know, getting back on the wayback machine. And um, anyway, uh, uh, Hugh O'Brien of uh, I'm actually on the live air. 92 today, but he died last uh, September 5th. And uh, talk to people tomorrow morning. We are buying. There he goes. I'm a little worried about uh, Cowboy. No, he knows the clock. He's worried about the clock. He wants to end early. I understand. He just uh, he sounds like he's uh, lost a little off the fastball. No, there. no, don't say that. Cowboy's fine. He's all right. He didn't go out and get a Brett Favre tattoo and a jock strap. I mean, it's not. Did you see that going around the internet? No, no, I missed that. You missed that? Yeah. Some guy, uh, Green Bay fan, obviously got a Brett Favre tattoo, and he's uh, wearing a jock, jock strap. That's it. It's a good look. Okay. Nothing wrong with that, right? If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 